In a world of relentless cinematic action, where violence is the only language, and only the baddest survive, four friends, a hard-boiled cop. It's gonna be a really crummy day. A fearsome pirate. In every film he's in, he's always busting someone's balls. A vengeful ninja. Self-driving as well, it's like, suck on that, Elon Musk. And a streetwise renegade. I hated this film so much, I haven't actually seen the ending. Will be united by cinematic fate. Their mission, to search for the meanest, sexiest, and coolest ultimate action hero in The Last Action Heroes Podcast. Hello and welcome to the second season of The Last Action Heroes Podcast, where we are on a mission to rank all of the action heroes across five categories. They are style, charisma, nemesis, action, and the film itself. Today we're talking about First Blood, also known as Rambo First Blood, that came out in 1982 and is directed by Ted Kotcheff. Anyone heard about him? Oh yeah. <laughs> I have never heard about him. Good old little Ted. Good old Ted, yeah. Who actually directed one of my favorite comedies, uh, Weekend at Bernie's. If you haven't watched oh, Weekend, Weekend at Bernie's. Oh, I love Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, that's great. Go watch it. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's starring an old favorite of ours, Sylvester Sly Stallone. Leon knows him as Cobra. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Cobra. Yeah, I wonder. Marion Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cobra. Who plays uh, John Rambo or John J. Rambo? John J. Jambo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the, the J stands for uh, James. John James Rambo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Hasn't got quite um, the same kick to it, is it? It doesn't. No. Well. <laughs> hey, Johnny James. <laughs> John James. <laughs> um, so let's introduce the pod squad. With me today in the virtual podcast booth, we have. Dan D. Dambo. Yo, Dambo. <laughs> we got Jesper J. Jambo. Jambo! <laughs> we got Leon L. Lambo. <laughs> Please, I got no beef with you. <laughs> and I'm Bjorn B. Bambo. Bambo. <laughs> Daydrew First Blood. All right. Daydrew First Blood. <laughs> Before we get into the movie, let's get the marketing stuff out of the way. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at TL underscore Action Heroes. You can find us on Instagram at The Last Action Heroes Podcast. And please rate and review this show. And now, without further ado, let's get into the style section. So, you think you've got style? Are you playing the soundbite or are we just rolling? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to derail it straight away. Fuck your style. <laughs> right. We watched Die Hard. Yeah. And that film was shit. I'm putting it out there. Um, but everyone was like, oh, it's a fucking Christmas movie. When they go into the sheriff's station right at the start of this film, on the front desk, there's a big Merry Christmas yeah. banner. Yeah. Is this a Christmas movie? No. <laughs> oh, so you're leading it up. Of course it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> Christmas doesn't feel like a theme within no. this film. And like, I think it was like 35% of Die Hard's soundtrack was Christmas songs. So yeah. there's no Christmas Merry songs Christmas in this. Time. Let's the not the definition of a Christmas movie is it has to have Christmas songs. Yeah. yeah. So conclusion, is Rambo a Christmas movie? No. Okay, no. move on. All right. <laughs> huh. Well, that's that over. Shut down. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about the style of uh, John Rambo. What old bag wearer. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Vagabond Sheep. Hobo Rambo. Shambo. Scruffy little bastard. Yeah. No wonder they didn't want him in town. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hippie. He's, he's, he's a bit, yeah, he's smelly. He's, 
unkempt. What do you think he smells like? An animal. <laughs> Musk. <laughs> and kittens. Yeah. Sweat and tears. He's a cat person, I reckon. And kittens. <laughs> well, he kills dogs. So. Pockets full yeah, of kittens. <laughs> I would definitely say that Rambo, I mean, he's, he's definitely an iconic uh, action hero. You got the bandana. Yeah. Uh, you got the pecs and you got the biceps. This guy. The pecs and the biceps. The biceps. I don't give a fuck what he's wearing. Yeah. He's the muscles on the boy. <laughs> and, and the tank and... top, yeah. But uh, if you were to turn up to a Halloween party uh, with a bandana uh, and you didn't have the muscles, people might not get... You know, <laughs> me. <laughs> That's probably everyone here, the, actually. Yeah, I feel like you're staring right at me while you're saying this. <laughs> Bjorn, just because you're wearing a no tight top, you can pull it off. <laughs> yeah, we did notice you're wearing a vest today, Bjorn. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. a past us. I think that's got to be a new thing that we're going to do. We need to dress up as a hero of the uh, movie we're watching. I'm glad we've already done Fifth Element. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> exactly. That would have been awkward. <laughs> that would have been awkward indeed. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think style-wise, uh, I mean, Rambo as a character, he does have this quite iconic look, but it isn't really until the end of the movie, sort of when he starts to go into town and start shooting things up, that he sort of starts to get into this iconic look, you know, with the bandana, the big-ass machine gun, and the, well, he has a tank top on in this movie, and in subsequent movies, he just doesn't have... So he's know, slowly undressing over the course of what five films is it he's slowly undressing five films yeah uh, i think um but uh, yeah but i mean there's the one thing that keeps on going through every single movie and that is the knife i think we need to talk about the knife for a bit because that is absolutely yeah, fucking epic cool. and a scary thing to behold actually and and custom design for this particular movie uh, which i thought was interesting i like that you've set us up you're like oh yeah yeah we've got to talk about the knife no one's got anything to say about the knife jesper I don't know, I've put us on the spot now. <laughs> no, it's, it's iconic for sure. I mean, yeah, when, I was, nice when I was a kid, like everyone wanted that, they, they wanted that knife. And I think actually one guy in my class got a replica and uh, at the birthday party, he dropped the knife uh, on a balloon or something to... <laughs> He's in prison now. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And it's got, you unscrew the pommel and it's got like the compass in there. And yeah, the yeah. compass on top. The sewing kit in case he gets bored and wants to do some didn't sewing. Didn't it have like a something. match strip in there and like... Yeah. It had stuff in the handle, didn't it? Yeah. It kept making mm. me think of how they parried it in Hot Shots Part Dio when he's got like, yeah. he buries the knife in the can of Coke and then there's a straw that comes out the top or yeah. it's got the chainsaw so he can cut through the yeah. tricks and stuff. That's brilliant. Yeah, I remember when we were like like eight or nine, my mate had one of those and he unscrewed the top and he had like the paper clip and the match and the conker and like a half gram of cocaine. And <laughs> <laughs> he was a cool kid. Everyone liked him. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, yeah. Also in prison now. Yeah. <laughs> also in prison, yeah. I, I quite like that, we're, you know, we're talking about the, the Rambo iconic outfit but really, for the majority of this film, he looks terrible. Yeah. Like he's, got, he's got a bit of rope tied around his waist and he's wearing pretty much a potato sack. Like, yeah, yeah, what is that? Like a, some kind of rotten tarp or something. Yeah, like it looked like tarpaulin. Yeah, yeah, it's a rotten piece, piece of canvas or something like that, which apparently, if you believe the trivia, is something they actually found just uh, found just lying around. Like he, uh, like he was never meant to actually wear it, but then they found it at this you know construction site uh, or whatever, this abandoned mine, and they thought, oh, this might actually be, you know, pretty cool so yeah um and apparently stallone still has that piece of clothing um at home uh, right now 
Imagine the smell. He wears it to weddings, bar mitzvahs. Yeah, yeah exactly. Imagine the smell. They also forgot to pay the costume yeah, department. Exactly. Just, oh, <laughs> shit. We still got another costume we need. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of like the sheriff describes him as a, you know, as a vagrant or a vagabond. And, you know, he is. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, like. What is he, like, vagabond sheep? He doesn't look that bad when he comes People in. People pay good money for that jacket these days. Yeah, for sure. Like, for it's sure. It's got, like, a military jacket, isn't he? Big collar. The mullet in the jacket, I thought, he doesn't look that bad. I mean, obviously we can't smell him, so we don't know how much he smells, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah exactly. Kind of makes me think, like, you know, if Rambo is sort of like vagabond chic, it's probably like the new line from, um, you know, from B&E, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we can start a shabby &E, chic darling. fashion line with Bennett from... Uh... Thingy. <laughs> exactly. from commando <laughs> exactly i think it's just like the the fact that he's clearly a, a veteran like yeah. and, and this yeah you know takes yeah. place after the vietnam war uh the sheriff sees him and and like immediately think oh this is this smells trouble like yeah. <laughs> like literally smells trouble <laughs> <laughs> another iconic mullet as well yeah I mean, how many of these guys have mullets i mean it's crazy. I, i'll tell you something that they should have put more time into as well when they um the sheriff picks him up at the start and they take him to the prison cell and they like strap uh strip him and they hose him down and then he gets flashbacks of being in the like uh the Viet Cong prison yeah Yeah. And um, he's got a fucking cool handlebar moustache, yeah. man. I know. <laughs> I was like, man, you need to wear that all the time. Yeah. I wanted it. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks exactly like, because people can't see a podcast, um, Happy Gilmore, Ben Stiller's handlebar moustache. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect that. angles. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. Amazing. Uh, no, no. I mean, I think, yeah, that like the, the, the scene, this, it sets a scene of the film, like, you know, he's, he's a drifter. He's like, he's trying to find his... Yeah, his squad, like the the only remaining guy in his squad. Who, yeah, that doesn't go well, does it? No, that doesn't no. go. Well. So I, I thought when I saw this film, he seems so happy in the beginning of the film. <laughs> I was going to say <laughs> no. that the, the film has approximately four minutes of happiness yeah. and sunshine yes, before exactly. it all goes to shit, and yeah. then it's just literally another like forty five minutes to an hour fifteen minutes of just yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's almost like there's been a movie uh, before this one that sort of you know the end shot there is like you know setting him up for happiness because he's finally found uh, where his uh, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah make this and he's walking down Finally, you just see the it's happened to me <laughs> exactly because and you know you could almost see the uh you know credits start to you know you know credits start rolling and then yeah. we cut to this one and then it's like yeah like four minutes in and then bang you know that's yeah. the only piece of happiness he's gonna get that's really interesting because it, it is actually like an ending scene this the intro is like an like the yeah. end you know like yeah. the happy happy end yeah. yeah they missed a trick not having the littlest hobo song didn't they as he walked in Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll you know, I'll bet I'm you know I'm gonna put it out here right now that if they ever do some sort of like a prequel series on HBO Max or Netflix or whatever, the last episode of the last season is gonna be Rambo kind of walking up towards yeah. you know he's gonna see his mate there and mm. then it's gonna end. And then but what's gonna, that you know, series gonna be? Just him Platoon. walking around from place to place? Just... Probably, yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting into fights or something like that. Or just walking state to state. <laughs> yeah, just walking like state to state. You know, just looking solemn. Yeah. Can I say, no, you smell. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this you know, this would if uh, if the sheriff had just taken him to the diner, the film would have ended. That, that yeah, would be me it. and Pretty yeah. were saying that as well. Yeah. Why be a dick? Just get him something to eat, and he'll piss off again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, Job done. Know, that's I actually, all you wanted, right? I actually think the whole film is him. Just he's hangry. Yeah, just didn't really get angry, anything yeah. to eat. Well, I can certainly relate uh, to that. Range. Yeah, it's yeah. also like in terms of his style. It's sort of like as he, uh, you know, goes more like on the run and everything intensifies and they're chasing him. You know, he becomes more and more ragged. You know, he sort of becomes mm. more and more of a crazed wild man, and uh, you know, the rage is kind of flowing through him and you like sort of see that in hobbit. the way that he's dressing <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's basically a camping trip without the kids isn't it yeah, exactly <laughs> uh, with that in mind as well talking about he's going primal 
of feral. Feral, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like in his style as well. I do quite like that uh, when the film introduces him, you know, he's in the town and he's totally out of place. And then he has this sort of uh, like rumble, tumble, punch up in the the police cell. But then when mm. he gets to the woods, this is when he comes into his own of his style. Table turn, And he yeah. becomes like a predator man mm. like yeah you know, he is the jungle yeah this i mean we talk about the star i was going to say you know talk about his fine style but you know this is a guy who is basically a trained expert in guerrilla warfare he will fuck gorilla. you up <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah he will fuck you up for sure like it's uh, he says as well like the you know out there it's your it's your loss out here it's mine mm. so yeah. it's like I could yeah. have killed them all. I could have killed you. In town, you're the sheriff, but out yeah. here, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he sort of says it like this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't push it. Don't push it. They drew first blood. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's like, he just blends into the background and he's like popping up all over the place and taking people out, like non-lethally as well, which I thought was pretty mm. cool. Like he obviously, you know, was just yeah. trying to warn them. He's making an effort not, not to kill you know, yeah. he's trying. Is there a bit like when he's at the bottom of the waterfall, and I'm sure we'll talk about it later. He, he get, I'm pretty sure he gets shot in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he takes a straight bullet straight in the head, and it just it just bounces off. And you're like, wait, we go ignore that he just got shot in the head. Yeah. Fly hit him or something. <laughs> <laughs> he grunts a lot in this movie as well. Like there's like you know this random like he's he's up in the woods or something, and he comes to the yeah to the waterfall, and then he sees that it's a waterfall, and he's just. He just grunts, like, ah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> growls. One of the things that made me quite laugh later on, his old CEO, Troutman, who's speaking to the, the sheriff, he's saying, you know, I've trained this guy, you know, he's trained to survive in this wilderness and he's trained to ignore pain. I was like, really? Because he's taking a fucking yeah. lot at the moment and he yeah, seems yeah, to be exactly. not ignoring he, He's it. also trained to ignore weather. But as soon as it starts raining, yeah. he needs a bit of like uh, tarpaulin to wear. Oh, so it's like, well, he doesn't yeah. ignore either, does he? It's, it's not Wim Hof. Who? Wim Hof? Wim Hof. Wim Hof, the Iceman. You don't know Wim, Wim Hof? Nope. Never mind. <laughs> Bear Grylls? Does that sit there? Bear Grylls, no, yeah. It's, 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 it's no Bear Grylls. It's like guy Bear Grylls on a really, really bad day. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me doesn't drink his own piss. It's just this guy who's trained himself to ignore the cold and runs around naked in, in the cold. Anyway. Okay. Oh, what a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like the phrase he's learned to ignore cold. Like cold is sort of over his shoulder. Yeah. You're getting really cold and he's just ignoring it. I'm not listening. <laughs> to ignore, oh, he's dead. Yeah, I don't need guy. any of you. Yeah. <laughs> don't ignore cold. It's not good for your health. Anything more to say on style? Yeah, I think we should talk about his, his combat style. Like yeah. we started touching on it, mm. but he's, as I yeah. think Dan said a minute ago, he's, he's a gorilla. Uh, he's a silverback yeah. gorilla once he's out there. <laughs> um, yeah, but he, he's like, he's got a really good sort of rumble style mm. in the police mm. station at the start yeah. where he's all fists and kicks. And then he gets into a scene where he's like very predatory you know all, all mm. booby traps and hiding in the tree and then when he gets armed he's just like a machine gun frenzy yeah <laughs> yeah he's got like he's quite a cool style man that that movie does, hero, uh, suppose, in, in the uh, police station when he he does like a sliding roundhouse kick <laughs> and <laughs> that's straight, yeah. straight into an elbow to the face yeah right. oh. and it's like, i felt sorry for that guy because so he'd good. just come in from outside with a bunch of packets he had no idea what's going on yeah. and this guy <laughs> right, and then he breaks his fucking nose <laughs> yeah. and, and apparently he actually did break his nose but you know by accident hopefully but the actual actor got his nose broken and that's oh, why shit. you also see him just walking around like the plaster <laughs> he's got on and uh, oh. later on in the movie is because he actually broke his nose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, a proper, it's a proper good move, though, isn't it? 
Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I keep totally. waiting for the perfect moment. I'm going to do it on pretty. Just sweep her legs out. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> There's also that really nice bit of uh, bit of coordination where the sheriff is running down the stairs and he's got his gun down and Rambo just jumps up and grabs a pipe yeah. because they're in the basement or something yeah. and yeah. then just swings into him. And, the, you know, the guy, the sheriff looks generally surprised. You know, he's getting this, you know, full force <laughs> kick in the chest and just goes rambling off. And I think the gun goes off and everything. Yeah, goes he does it to a guy off. just before as well. This guy comes in, what the hell is surprise ball kick? Whack. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Jesus, just sneaking up on everyone in this place. Yeah, he is very <laughs> sneaky, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. He's pretty good on that motorbike too. Yeah. Well, he wasn't very good on the hill, but... Well, no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, surely, you know, he must know that or or not. Or, yeah, it just feels like, oh, that wasn't really part of his plan. I, I guess know. he's just panicking. I don't think maybe, he had but... a plan, Jesper. Yeah. <laughs> he was having flashbacks from the Vietnam War. He was... <laughs> I, I, I've planned all this strategically. I'm going to get a bike. <laughs> <laughs> he probably thought he was actually riding a tank or something like that. Then, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's another thing in his style. I mean, you know, he, he was trained to operate heavy artillery and heavy machinery you know he can he can drive tanks and, and he said fly and helicopters yeah yeah, yeah 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 and he can pop mean wheelies on a motorbike <laughs> yeah wheelies everywhere loved it <laughs> well, this is a guy who is like outside of his element being in the real world like you know his his place is on the battlefield like you know swinging a AK-47 and dropping, you know, hand grenades on people. Throwing like knives. Yeah. And everything, yeah. I quite yeah. like to, there's only one moment in the film, sorry sorry to interrupt, but I'll do it anyway, um, where he's <laughs> out of his depth. And in the whole film, like, it doesn't matter what comes at him, he's in control, you know, helicopters, rockets, people, machine guns, until he goes in the caves and there's rats. And those yeah. little motherfuckers <laughs> are all over him. He cannot yeah, handle rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he goes through about 30 rats. seconds of absolute fear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's probably like a correlation to like the rat tunnels of like Vietnam and stuff, isn't it? So. Oh, there you go again, Dan. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> There's also like a deeper meaning that the, the cave is like kind of his his psyche and then he comes out. Yeah. That's why, yeah. That's better than yeah. what I came up with. <laughs> <laughs> it's also hella lot like that scene in Alien where Ripley's got the flamethrower. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. it's like that scene in Black Rain. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake well there's all the references we don't need to do those now <laughs> get them all out of the way yeah. okay so at the end he's got an M60 an ammo belt a vest and a headband and it is that's truly the iconic that's Rambo, yeah. Yeah. that yeah, is actually yeah. hero legend if we're talking about star you know that yeah. that's, that's the outfit in it that that has probably carried through the last 40 years yeah, yeah. I mean it's a, it's a quintessential action hero like that's it like Rambo like for me when I think action hero it's it's the it's the bandana, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the, the bandana, it's, yeah. machine gun, gun, whatever it is, and the yeah. machine gun and the guns. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And later on, the bow and arrow. I um, got you. I yeah, got you, Bjorn. Cool. I knew yeah. what you said, mate. Yeah. They didn't. <laughs> I, missed um, this one, I got it now. I got it. <laughs> but yeah, like yeah, the gun and the guns. Yeah, I got it now. <laughs> I think he gets more iconic in Rambo Two and Rambo Three because he has the AK forty seven and the and yeah. the bow. As you said, like that's that's more like is that's a full fledged action hero in this film. It's debatable whether he's an action hero or, or just a, you know. Because we're working tech companies. I thought yeah. you said it's the beta model. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <a> beta <laughs> model. It's, it's not the full launch Rambo. It's like the, the beta build. Yeah. It's the MVP. It's the MVP yeah. of Rambo. It's the pilot. <laughs> Rambo to be solid. Fine. Yeah. It'll work. Yeah, exactly. Ship it. I'll ship it. After they, after they shipped it, they, they pivoted to the bit. And, and, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, I'm going to take this to scores. I think we're. We said what we're going to say about style. Who would like to begin? Don't we usually nominate someone to nominate yeah, other to people? Nominate. Like, don't, don't we have this whole really convoluted <laughs> Who like, process? Who is the nominator? <laughs> <laughs> I am the nominator. Go on, oh, you go okay. for it. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, with Liam. 
So uh, John Rambo is a scruffy bastard with a shit fashion sense, but he <laughs> is the jungle. He's an armed predator who has ultimate control of his environment. He's an unstoppable lethal killer and the knife is iconic. The headband is iconic, the ammo belt and the M60 are iconic. He may not be the most stylish dude, but he's a deadly force who has one of the most recognisable action hero costumes in cinema history. <sighs> Wow. I personally prefer a newer type of action hero, but John Rambo is easily a 4.5. Mm. Wow. That's good. Um, let's go with uh, Dan. Uh, yeah, I mean, action heroes don't come more recognisable than this, really, do they? I mean, as Leon just pointed out, everything about him is iconic as fuck. He's got an amazing fighting style. He's absolutely badass. He will fuck you up if you call him smelly. I think the only thing for me, really, that affects the score, and this is kind of a little unfair, but you kind of touched on it, Bjorn, in, in the tail end of our stole conversation there, is that with this film, he's more a victim of circumstance. He's not an intentional hero. So based on this film, it kind of affects my scoring of him on, as to whether he is a, a hero. There's no, there's no hero stylings there for me. Um, but he is action hero royalty. And yeah, you know, you, if you put this guy up against any of the other heroes we've done, he will easily fuck them all up. So for me, he's a solid 4.5 as well. Mm. Bang. Desperate. I'm going to go a little bit against you guys. Um, so uh, I'm actually only going to give him, uh, well, I was going to give him a three, but I think I'm just going to bump it slightly up to a 3.5. But because of pressure. Yes, exactly. Yeah, pressure. pressure. Classic. Yeah, and I'm totally spineless. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Rambo as a character, you're um, you're right, he is action royalty. But uh, this, th the Rambo here in First Blood, he's is not the Rambo you think you know, apart from the knife. Uh, but he's still a fair bit away from the iconic Rambo with the, you know, the gun and guns. I got it. Um, with the bazooka and bow and arrows and explosive, um, you know, whatever uh, it is, and driving tanks and, you know, throwing grenades and everything like that. Um, here he is, you know, he, you know, this movie is him kind of coming into becoming that character. Um, as he, you know, as the movie progresses, uh, he actually starts to grow into this, um, you know, action superstar um so i would actually only give him a 3.5 it is a more realistic look that i actually think befits the character he is um but it's still a you know it's still a while away um from the more iconic look of later films i reckon he'd fuck you up if you walked into the jungle yeah you're dead <laughs> no, he's only, he's only 3.5 <laughs> before you know it throat slit <laughs> either 3.5 will easily spot him you know yeah, exactly. <laughs> was I? um but yeah, i agree with uh, with you Jasper, actually i think in this film he's not quite become the, the john rambo that that we all know uh, except dan who hadn't seen this movie uh, any of the rambos but <laughs> no, I no. i'm judging on films i haven't seen <laughs> but uh so yeah my, my score is a four because he, he as, as jesper said like he's not I, I watched rambo 2 after this and and in this in that one he's much more you know like he's you know jumping out of air, airplanes he's driving stuff and a, a bit more iconic so i couldn't give it a, a perfect five and i don't do dot fives as much so Ooh, <laughs> that's nice. I go with. <laughs> so i'm gonna go with a 5.5 this time because i've never done one <laughs> no, I got, no it's a four for me all right so now we're going to the or probably it's going to be the, the sh might be the shorter section <laughs> of the film but it's uh charisma who needs friends anyway who needs friends anyway not rambo he ain't got any definitely not rambo no <laughs> definitely not well actually he does but they're all dead unfortunately yeah Yep. Next section. <laughs> yes, next section. Um, well, I mean, in terms of charisma, he is a tragic hero. Um, you know, he is a victim of, you know, he is a victim of circumstances. But I also think that having watched this movie quite a few times, there's also a little bit of, you know, him throwing toddler, you know, kind of toddler tantrums um, mm -hmm. a little bit. You're sort of like, uh, like in the beginning, uh, Sheriff 
Teasel or Teal, whatever his name Teasel, is, yeah. Has, Teasel. Teasel, yeah, has dropped him off uh, outside of town and said, just keep on walking that way. And Rambo just kind of looks and then he looks back at town and then he just kind of starts walking back to the town. It's a little bit like, you know, when you have, uh, you know, toddler or a small child, they are just like, nope, I want to do this because I want to do this. So there's a little <laughs> bit of like a toddler tantrum there, uh, I mm. think. But, uh, to, be, uh, but to be fair, he's hungry and he wants something to eat. And there is a town right here. He's told him the next place to eat is 30 miles up the road and he's dropping yeah. him at the edge of town. Fuck, Why I'd, couldn't I'd have done he the same. just drive him up there and mm. yeah. problem <laughs> yeah. solved? Yeah. 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 Or just get him some food. Yeah. Or just bought a burger and give it to him in the van and be like, here's some food, mate. Keep walking. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just have a little bit of heart. Thank you for your help, Sheriff Will. Yeah. And yeah. then um, I know we're probably focusing a little bit on um, Tito and we will be doing that more. But he also does this really, really annoying thing that as he's dropped off Rambo and then he swings the car around and goes, um, see you and uh, hope this ride helps. It's like, no, it fucking didn't mm. help him. Like, anyway, you didn't even drive him uh, to the you know to the diner or anywhere he actually needed to go you just dropped him off at the outside of town and then you're rushing back very quick to insult him as well yeah exactly just almost for no reason i was like just steady on like what annoys me most about that scene is when he starts to arrest john rambo the sheriff slams his keys on the roof of his car and i'm like dude you're gonna scratch the shit out of it like (laughs) don't do that it's company car he's not bothered i I like that there is two moments and this isn't really charisma it's just the character in general but that's because there's not a lot of charisma to talk about but i like that at the start when he goes to find his old squad member he speaks to who he believes is the old squad mate's mum and he's very very polite to her he's like a well-spoken guy and he's quite gentle and then there's a bit where the helicopter sniper has died and again he shouts out to the sheriff he's like look someone's already hurt we don't have to do this and i do quite like that yeah you know he's not a dickhead no, no, he's not a dickhead, no. He's just, like you said, a victim of circumstance. Well, and suffering from PTSD. He's a victim of circumstances, and he doesn't like people pushing him. Yeah. He mentions uh, in the confrontation with Troutman uh, later on that um, back there we had uh, we had a code of honor. Um, you watch my back and I watch yours. And I think he very much lives by that. You know, it's sort of like, yeah. you know, code of honor yeah. and, you know, be unto others as, as you want them to be towards you. And be- because that's what they had in order to survive there. And then he comes back and sees that it's certainly nothing like that. Like everyone is, you know, closer to themselves, I think. I've just realized a mistake I've made. Oh. What's that? That's the... Uh, Commander, in it, the yeah. colonel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember his name, so I've put him as Colonel Sanders, and I've just realised that's a KFC guy, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> with a bucket of chicken. Oh, all my notes what? say Colonel Sanders. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it wasn't Colonel Sanders. It was Colonel Sanders. It was a different Colonel. Yeah. Very different Colonel. I prefer <laughs> Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> if he had thrown up that bucket of chicken earlier, this would have all been fine. He wouldn't have been yeah. angry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Troutman. Yeah, Troutman. Yeah. I mean, he he was actually cast uh, like very last minute. Uh, uh, originally, it was it was supposed to be Kirk Douglas playing, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but um, but he wanted uh, Rambo to die uh, at the end, like like in the book. And uh, you know, both Sylvester Stallone and the director didn't want to go that down that route. I think the author even says as well that he prefers the ending to the, yeah. the film as well. He actually thought yeah. it was better. And I think that's actually an interesting bit of um, you know interesting bit of trivia there because yeah, apparently like you know, Stallone was really keen that they didn't want Rambo to become this sort of psychotic, cold-blooded killer that I think he is in the book. I yeah. haven't read it. And also that, you know, they actually let him live on. He is in the film, on. dude. He doesn't kill anyone. He doesn't the kill anyone. No, he doesn't no, no, kill no, anyone. No, 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 no. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like in the book, apparently he's a psychotic, cold-blooded killer, but Stallone was really adamant that the Rambo in the movie was not that. Um, mm. 
And I think that's actually, I think kudos to Stallone for insisting on, um, in, you know, insisting on uh, that. Hold because up, I think hold that, up, hold up. What? He doesn't technically kill a person, no. But he does set traps and break someone's yeah. legs. He does tie a guy to a tree. He does fire M16s at fucking human beings. Yeah, but not to kill. Just because he doesn't kill anyone doesn't mean he's not a psychotic fucking <laughs> crazy violent asshole. I think, you know, it's like... You know, guerrilla warfare. Like he's he's doing it to get people to back off. He's you know he's doing it to intimidate, right? I also agree with what Leon's saying. He shouldn't <laughs> be using those tactics against civilians, <laughs> though they are abusing. There are no him. civilians. That's exactly you know, it says in the film. They drew first blood. So you're you're totally justifying his actions. You're cool <laughs> um, with this guy. It's it's it's, compl- exactly. it's complicated. <laughs> it's I can complicated. see from Rambo's perspective, like what he's what he's trying to do is like. At least no, the, he's lost the plot, yeah. man. He's suffering with PTSD. Yeah, he's, he has. He's not in reality. True. I did feel that if he had actually just, although as much as they were being fuckers to him and abusing him, if he had just gone with what they were doing and gone through the official channels later and said, like, you know, these fuckers abused yeah. me, how much things would have actually been better for him? Rather he than esca- escalates it. Yeah. Yeah, he, he totally escalates it. Yeah, for sure. But, it, but it's it's interesting this film because like there's th- different sections. You can see his his journey from you know not wanting any trouble, not wanting you know anything, to like just blowing shit up. You know, because that's where it's it's gotten. Like he, he goes like full, he goes full Rambo. <laughs> Never go full you know? Rambo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> whereas in the beginning, you know, he's he's just trying to, um, you know, for them to leave him alone. See, that's where I think the film's a little bit broken. I was going to save it to later, but we're on the topic. Is that like it does try to justify this poor guy, and he's got PTSD, and you know, he's not killing people, and he's just out there, like lost his mind a little bit. The poor dude, and he's defending himself until he climbs out of the mine. And then he steals a truck and then he charges into town and starts blowing shit up. And you're like, well, you can't really justify this guy's actions in any way anymore. He's now just gone full sandwich yeah. and he's like <laughs> gone full Rambo. Yeah. I think at that point, it's sort of like, well, you know, they think he's dead. So he should have just um, left, you know, left. Yeah. Gone. Um, yeah. You know, he would pretty much, you know, be able to, well, not wipe the slate clean, but definitely be able to escape and go a lot further. But it's kind of like. It's revenge at this point. He's, yeah. He's looking for revenge. The whole thing is kind of clicked for him and, uh, or, sh- you know, short circuited. And, you know, he wants revenge now. Uh, he, you know, he just can't let this go. Uh, no. I think. I mean, his intention to... was to kill Teasel. He was going to kill him. Yeah. He was, yeah, definitely. So there's definitely something that happens down there in the tunnels um, that, you know, he just snaps uh, rats. eventually. The rats. Rats. Exactly. <laughs> Fucking rats, man. <laughs> rats, rats will do that to you, man. You know? <laughs> rats will break a man. Exactly. <laughs> Have we got much on charisma? It's not a lot. Like genuinely, like on Christmas, yeah. I don't personally. I mean, he doesn't speak for a whole lot of the movie. And when nah. he does, it's 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 like one-liners. You kind of get a feeling that prior to him coming back, like him being in Vietnam with his squad and everything like that, you kind of get a feel that he was a really, you know, good soldier and a good friend. Mm. And they really watched, watched each other's yeah. back. And he felt more like, you know, he felt more like in his element there. But obviously when, when he comes back, he's, you know, he's such a broken man. And America has turned on him. Mm. I get the impression he's actually a really nice guy like you know at the start of the film when he's speaking to that woman he's polite and he's you know Mm. he's really affable to her later on even when he takes that guy hostage he keeps the situation calm like you know what's your name who are you what are you doing you know he keeps yeah, everything yeah, nice. yeah. He's, he's, he seems like a genuinely nice guy but he's reacting to you know in a quite extreme way to something that's yeah. pretty bad so yeah and on that reacting thing like you know it's probably not handled overly sensitively mm. but I, I think the excuse is ptsd mm. i don't think he's there anymore is no. he he's kind of lost his mind yeah. really it's not he's been failed by the system yeah, I mean, yeah. there's been there's been well, no duty yeah. of care for him once he's left that system yeah he's he's broken from war, isn't he? It's, it's 
Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, it's getting dark, but this yeah, is the reality is. of the guy. He's mm. not really a charismatic guy. He's just a broken human reacting and responding to yeah. a, what he sees as a dangerous situation. I yeah. wouldn't necessarily say he's uncharismatic. You just don't, obviously you don't get to see much of it in this film because he doesn't really speak. He's just reaction. Oh, so you're talking stuff. about all the stuff that happens this off the screen. This is what yesterday is. Yes, you should say this. <laughs> no, no, remember that time he was having a dinner party with his missus? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah remember that time really when he was walking between the two towns? Life of the party. Yeah, but like, I mean, for me, it's it's the monologue at the end. It, it does uh, like show what kind of person he was before, you know, yeah. like he, yeah. he yeah. was, he was, a, you know, he had friends and, and, but. That's a harrowing speech. It's yeah. Heartbreaking. Where he's trying to find the kid's legs so he can get home. If anyone says that Sylvester Stallone can't act, just show them this he scene. He can't act. Yeah, well, show them, <laughs> I mean, because this scene to me is like, uh, yeah, it's, it's really good. I mean, it's really emotional. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. it just needs to be subtitled. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I did find yeah. it hard to understand some of the things he was saying. But the emotion, like the it feels emotion. so raw. Yeah, yeah. It feels so it raw. Really like, raw. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why it's and I'm tripping off a tangent here, but that's also why because they try to repeat that same emotional core at the end of uh Rambo two or First mm. Blood Part Two, whatever they uh, whatever they call it. And it just falls so flat, you know, it's yeah. just almost ridiculous. Mm. But this this is powerful. In yeah. that um, monologue at the end, you know, he's, he says um, back then, you know, he could fly a gunship, he could drive a tank, he could do this. Over here, I can't even get a job parking fucking Cost, cars. He yeah. clearly mm. could not make life work for himself back after the war. And that's, I think that clearly, you know, kind of also depicts why at the beginning of this film, he's searching for his friend. Maybe he was looking for his friend to try and figure this thing out. He can't mm -hmm. make life work for himself. He's become a vagrant. He's walking from town to town. He's looking for his friend to, to see if anyone is still alive and they can figure this thing out together because that yeah. essentially is the only support he's going to have. Yeah. Really, people have tuned into this podcast because they're like, yeah, man, <laughs> you know, an oiled up guy with his muscles out killing motherfuckers. And we're talking about like, yeah, you know, he's lost his friends. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a bad life. He can't get a job. And they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> But I think when people, you know, when I watched Rambo as a kid, like I think I watched this one, but you also watched Rambo two and three. Yeah. And mm. there's just, there's so different, you know, as films, it's like, he's the superhero. Yeah, this one's good. He's yeah. Super, yeah, it's like, this, this is the good one as a film. The other ones are, are more action films, yeah. but not that very good in the, in the story department. It was, uh, it was very much the same for me because again, like Rambo was a key character uh, for all us boys when I was, um, when I was growing up and uh, they'd all watch Rambo 2 uh, and they were all like referencing that and it, Rambo and, and then he flies a helicopter and then just goes zooms and then and uh, then I got um, a Rambo on VHS I think I borrowed from my you know from my aunt or uncle or something like that and I thought oh cool I finally get to watch Rambo and like what I watched was nothing like what you know nothing yeah. what they've been watching so I'm actually glad that I watched you know the first one <laughs> first to sort of see what this is what you know who he was supposed to be and I mean, I watched it a lot as a kid, and it definitely made an impression on me, especially the especially the speech at the end, because I think that was also the first time I started to understand, you know, the Vietnam the Vietnam War and sort of what that did, like what kind of horrible war that that mm. was. Because um, you know, as a kid, as a boy, war is a little bit. Yeah, it is a little Fun. bit cool, right? Yeah. yeah, because, you know, you have like big machines. Especially and the Vietnam War. Yeah, but then this was the first time I started to realize that, well, war is actually not always that heroic and lines aren't always that, you know, clear mm. um, drawn between good guys and bad guys. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, this was very much, a you know, quite a profound cinema mm. moment uh, for me, uh, I think.
So what you're saying is he's not very charismatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't invite him. Uh, you, you wouldn't wanna... invite him to to dinner after he no. snaps. After he snaps. Uh, before he snaps, maybe you know. He, yeah. He's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. It would be interesting to talk to him after he'd had something to eat, right? You know, when he's not so damn <laughs> angry. All right, should we uh, should we go into scores? Let's go into scores. Let's do yeah, it. man. Uh, let's do the same order. So let's start with Liam. So in regards to charisma, it's like having a coconut as your leading man. It's all hair and shell. Um, sadly, John Rambo is a broken man. Like, I want to take the piss out of him, but the reality is that he's being presented as an example of post-war stress and that his switch has been flicked. Uh, there's just nothing here. Like, there's an occasional glimpse of a good guy in a bad situation, but by the end, he's just a bad guy in a bad situation. And I can't give him more than one Ooh. for charisma. All right. And I'm done. <laughs> Dambo. So I'm not going to dunk on him too much. I mean, you know, as, as Leon says, you know, it, it is a guy presented in a bad situation. But I also think that, you know, as we said, he's not really a hero in this situation. But in terms of action heroes, not all of them have to follow the same template. They don't all have to wear, you know, wear capes and all that stuff, you know. There's, yes, they do. <laughs> there's room for different personality types. And he's not the sassy kind of, you know, spouting, you know, one-liners and stuff. He's, he's a quiet no guy. <laughs> no, he's just, he's a bit more quiet, contemplative, and he's, he's emotionally damaged, which we know. But under it, you know, there's a, there's a guy who just wants to live his life and just get on with life, you know. It does take away from the power fantasy, I think, a little bit, having someone who is so grounded and realistic. And he's definitely not going to be the first person you call to go for a beer with. But I'd definitely, <laughs> I'd definitely walk down some of those roads with him and hear what he had to say. So I'd give him a three. Good one. Jasper. Yeah, pretty much what Dan said. Uh, I think uh, Rambo in this movie is very much a tragic hero. Um, he is uh, hes lost. He's trying to find his way home. And every time he thinks that he's getting close to finding at least some peace in the world, it always gets um, shattered and uh, he has to you know, fight his way through the pieces. Um, so uh, I think you're right, Dan. I think I would not want to invite him to a party for a good time. You don't invite him to a party for a good time. <laughs> no, exactly. But I think it would be one of those that you would generally want to hear what he has to say and um, yeah, just, I don't know, try to help him out in a better way than Sheriff Teasel did, you know, mm, uh, because yeah. I think he needs that. So, so yeah, a two. You'd really want to hear what he has to say. I'm not getting that wet. Do you want some tea? Oh, you don't want some tea. <laughs> <laughs> tea. Um, uh, what, what was his What was I? A, uh, a, two. a two. A two. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I shouldn't have interrupted that. Okay. No, again, I, I agree with Dan and, and Jasper in, in that. His, oh, yeah. yeah, I get it. No one fucking calls me. <laughs> not on this one. I see what you're all doing. I mean, yeah, like I wouldn't, like as I said, like he's, he's a broken man, um, but you do want to listen to him or you should listen to him because he's seen some shit and like he's, he's been there. And instead what he gets is he comes back to the real world and everyone is just giving him shit. And it's understandable to, to an extent why he snaps, although you know, he definitely escalates more than he needed to, he needed to do. Yeah. But but it's clear throughout the film, like he is actually trying, you know, he's not trying to kill anyone, at least in the beginning. And he's showing them that, okay, you know, if you push me, you know, I'm going to push back. And they keep pushing. Yeah, they do. <laughs> There's a lot of pushing going on. Yeah. And I really like that his arc and up until, you know, ending with the monologue where for me, it's it's such a strong scene, and like that shows me what a person he was, you know, in the war, right? And for him, the war never ended, which he also says, like, you know, it wasn't my war, you mm. made me do it, 
but for him, it, it, there was no finish to it. So I can respect that. So yeah, I'm I'm giving uh, I giving it, giving her a three for charisma, but it's it's more like his character. Yeah. All right. So I wanted to mention that before we move on. Everyone's obviously free to their own score, even though I think you're all wrong. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do think like in this category, and I wrote it as well, and a few of you said it, I think we're almost mixing like the writing of a character and charisma, because I don't really think he shows much charisma at all. But the character has got some traits that are admirable or mm. you can understand yeah. or you can like empathize with. I just didn't yeah. think Stallone has much charisma. You're right. I mean, no, no, you're right in that in that sense. Like it, it, it was a really hard one to, to rate. Like I could, you know, because mm. I really like the character. So so for me, you yeah. know, it's a three. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, I would say like a lower three, maybe. <laughs> You know, this is a happy yeah, podcast. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on to the next category, which is Nemesis. Looks like you got beef. Well, he didn't get any beef. I mean, that's part of that's the- why he's angry. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. He didn't get any beef. I got no beef for <laughs> you, man. So I'll start with the question. Uh, do sure. you think that the sheriff is an abusive cunt? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Or Nemesis, or is, is he more like, you know, an adversary? I actually, so I think Teasel is an antagonist. I think the actual nemesis is Galt. Galt is an absolute yeah. fucking prick asshole. Mm. Sorry. Um, Which one's that? He's Art. the guy that falls out the, um, falls the helicopter. Out the <laughs> falls out <laughs> yeah. the helicopter. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. He just has nothing but hate for Rambo. Um, and, you know, he de- you know, he generally wants to kill him. Um, so I think Galt is the actual uh, nemesis here. And that's also why it's a little bit surprising that he gets killed off quite early on in the movie. But then that's, it's sort of through his death. It's also understandable then, that he's the only death as well. Like he is yeah. probably the only one who deserved it. Yeah. I mean, of his own making yeah yeah exactly it was his own fault. In, in the right in this this is one of those complex ones as well where um you know i never thought i'd use complex when we were talking about 80s action films <laughs> but, um, like they're both kind of like anti whatever they're supposed to be you know our hero is also an anti-hero because he is so dangerous and violent and then what we're looking at as the nemesis like the sheriff or the cops or the national guard they're just doing their job you know, there is this crazed man out in the woods and they do have to stop this fucking guy. They are doing So I job, don't think, yeah. you know, I don't think there really is a nemesis because some of them are like, you know, he's dangerous. He's a green berry. We, should, we shouldn't be doing this. And others are like, I didn't sign up to be killed. Well, man. they're abusive to him though from the off. They are doing their job, but they're abusing their power for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no, like yes, we said one is, but the others, they're just doing their job. Yeah, but I mean, it's a bullshit reason why they arrest yeah, him. Yeah, but they're being place. led by a guy who's encouraging them to do things that are not cool. Yeah, but does that make them a nemesis? It doesn't make them a nemesis. Galt is definitely the nemesis. And I think when Galt dies, Teasel starts to become more and more the nemesis because he starts to get more and more, you know, hooked on wanting to get Rambo. I mean, he says directly to a Trapman uh, at, um, at some points, I want to kill him so bad that I could taste it. I, mm. I don't think that Teasel wants to do that in the beginning. I think he more wants to set an example uh, because Rambo is this um, annoyance that comes into Teasel's little kingdom here. You know, he very much sees himself as a, you know, as a king of town. Uh, and Rambo is, uh, you know, is a little bug that needs to be squashed. Yeah, I think it's that. He takes his job too personally. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. Sheriff Will, like, you know, it, it, well, Colonel Sanders comes and says to him, like, <laughs> you know, this, this, is a, this is a national thing now, or this is a, you know, this is escalated. We can take control of this. We can let him go. Yeah. But but Sheriff Will is, he's, he's, per, it's he's personal become personal to him. him. Yeah. No, I've got to stop yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I don't, you know, I don't think he's a bad guy. It's this situation yeah. is fucked yeah. and he can't handle it. I think... For him, it's like he's the he's kind of like the old school because he was in the Korean War. Like you can see, he also was in the military, and uh, I think he sees Rambo as this new breed of 
recklessness. Yeah, recklessness and, and, and people coming back from the war and, and kind of complaining about it. Whereas for him, it's like you go there, you do your job, you come back and you shut the fuck up about it. You know, you don't you don't yeah. dwell you don't dwell on it. Yeah. He instantly comes at him though out of a place of prejudice as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, he sees, you know, the, the hippies, like people protesting the war and, and uh, you know, he doesn't like it. For, for him, it's like, it's just a, your duty. You know, I think, I think that's what is in, why he's like so annoyed by, by Rambo. And Yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, Leon, about them doing their job. But I felt like this is one of those, again, like, a, like we spoke about last week with, you know, Black Mask being this toxic, you know, masculine person. You know he has all those horrible traits. Like this, this is toxic masculinity again, but on a on a on a team scale. They're a, they're like a, they're like a boys' club, you know. Yeah, they're etching they're etching each other on. Right? Yeah, they're all just abusing their power, and they're all just like, oh, I can get away with this because you know my friend's the boss, and he will let me do it, and he's just as bad. He says in the film later, like to Troutman, you know, if one of my guys is abusing someone, then you come to me. He was like, well, you're just as fucking abusive. You started this. So they're yeah. doing it because you did it. Just going back to what you were saying, uh, Bjorn, about uh, Teasel being a Korean War uh, vet. Uh, but I think there's also like something about the the attention that the that these two wars got because it's like the Korean War is sort of like the war that America pretty much forgot while Rambo is a Vietnam War that, you know, which which is the war that America could not forget. So I think it's kind of like Tito feels that, well, I put in my, you know, duty and I fought for my country and no one is really paying much attention to that. And, and here comes this, you know, hippie and everyone's so full of attention on what they were doing. Um, mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's something about that. There's an echo there as well, though, because Tito's come back from the Korean War and no one's given a shit about him now. You know, he's, he's yeah. done his thing. No one cares about what he's done. Rambo has come back from a really nasty war and no one gives a shit about him either. Mm. Mm. But you've got a dude who's just kicked the piss out of about eight coppers in a prison cell, stolen a motorbike, gone off into the woods and is now attacking people and firing weapons. So sure, surely the sheriff and all the cops and everyone's got to stop this. Well, yeah, for sure. They yeah. can't be like, oh no, no, he's a good guy, he's just a vet. <laughs> like, yeah, and that's sure. why I don't know if they're a nemesis. Yeah. Cause it's like, you've got a fucking crazed lunatic out in the woods. We've got to stop this guy. Does that make them bad? Yeah, it's more about the the way they go about it, I would say. Yeah. Like, you know. But, but most of them, other than Sheriff Will, they're just cops. They're like, they're just out of their depth. They're just food to this guy. They're running out into the woods to stop a guy. Someone's gone on the radio and they said, okay, there's a crazy guy out in the woods. Let's go and stop him. And they're like, okay, we'll go and do our job. Yeah. And then he just starts fucking attacking them all. But they are a boys club and they are equally out of control. Like how many times does Teasel have to tell his men to stop firing without his yeah, authority? Yeah, they're exactly. just loose cannons. Yes, they're doing their job, but they also, in the way that Rambo is responding to all of this in a, in a bad way, they are responding to him in a bad way. It just all feeds each other. Yeah. Because they all just need to hug it out, man. <laughs> Sit down and have a coffee. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, that is exactly what I was saying at the start, where like, I don't think there's a bad person and a good person. Everything's mixed. That that was the point I was trying no, to make. No, I don't think Tiesel is a bad person. No. Nah. No. Nah. Everything's just out of control. Yeah, all, I mean, yeah. Tiesel is, you know, Tiesel thinks himself big and mighty. You know, he's the king of this little part of um, uh, this little part of um, America. And basically he hides his insecurities behind his sheriff badge, really, and mm. thinks that that makes him all, that makes him all powerful. Um, and uh, I, I mean, there, I mean, there's an interesting point where you're right. Like, you know, they have to go out and they have to stop Rambo because he is, uh, you know, he is escaped Deadly. and he is a prisoner. They need to, they need to bring him back. But there's also a point which actually is a quite key turning point which is after Galt has died and they're all looking down and Rambo comes out and says um, you know he's basically surrendering uh, almost right you know he's got his hands up he says I don't want anymore to hmm. to get hurt and then Teasel doesn't say or reply to that he basically just starts shooting at him and nearly kills him because he you know uh, well he Ram shoots him in the head yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it just bounces <laughs> off him because he's Rambo yeah. but in the in the heat of the 
moment, his best mate's just been killed. Yeah. You know, I'm not justifying it, but it's not like it's unwarranted. He's just, it's like Rambo's lost the plot and Will has just lost the plot as well. It's yeah. Like, but at that point, as the sheriff, he has to then be like, you know, you have to make a point of, you have to detach from being the personal person and you are the law. You have to yeah. take this person in. You shouldn't yeah. just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have exactly. to take him in. Yeah. Look, I, I agree with what you're saying. You know, I just, I don't think that he's a nemesis. I don't think they're a nemesis. He's not a ne- yeah, he's, he's more like an adversary. Something I thought was quite interesting, it's kind of a throwaway line, but when he's in when he's in the car with Rambo initially, you know, he's talking about the town of Hope. Uh, and he's saying, you know, it's a quiet town. Some would even say it's a boring town. And I think that's quite integral to the way that these cops are then treating people. This is a quiet town. and they're, they're, It almost feels like they're looking for kicks, you know? Yeah. They want to do something that's going to just stop being just a boring run-of-the-mill town. So that's why they're... This, you know, Rambo is obviously not the first person they've done this to. Yeah. Oh, wait, you can't say that. <laughs> There's no obviously about it. You totally just made that It up. happens off screen. You know nothing. <laughs> <Remember>? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, you could actually go even further and say the main antagonist here is America as uh, mm. you know as a whole and Agreed, their attitude yeah. to Vietnam vets and the you know and uh, you know and the Vietnam War for what it did to you know Rambo and certainly also his uh, you know the friend he goes to look for was his name Barry um, the guy who died of uh, died of cancer I mean that whole line he got himself killed in Nam and didn't even know it I think yeah, it's just good, you know, it's kind line. of sums the whole thing up so I think yes Rambo is fighting Teal sorry, Teasel, but, you know, Teasel just becomes the embodiment of uh, of that. So Rambo's actually fighting, you know, all of it. Mm. You know, he's <laughs> he's fighting America uh, almost. And yeah. so you could sort of look at it that, that way. He almost villainizes the town that he's a sheriff of in that sense. You know, like instantly he's like, people don't want your kind here. You know, I always yeah. felt like I didn't like the town because of the way he was representing it. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. That, I think that's what Jesper's saying. Yeah. It's America. Yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That these heroes have come back and they're not heroes. It's like, oh, you're baby killers. You're hippies. Yeah. You're like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Dan, did you say that the town name was called Hope? It's Hope. Yeah. yeah. Hope, yeah. Washington. Which just kind of, you know, makes it even more tragic because he's basically shown that, you know, there is no hope here for you. Like, <laughs> oh. Hope was the one town he got to. There's no hope for you. You know, yeah. get out. There is yes, no but wins the wow, podcast. That is deep. <laughs> That's, deep. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. <laughs> There's also no burgers for him there either. There's so. all no burgers or anything like that. So a quick flip while we're talking about bad guys. I really like that the film's been quite heavy and quite intense, and then it ends quite heavy and quite intense. And in the middle, you've got that National Guard moment, and it's just like <laughs> this moment of respite, like this comedic oh, moment. That guy with the bazooka, like, oh boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is. One's got yeah. a rocket launcher. Give that man a cigar. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's amazing. It is, yeah. I mean, they're, they're they're hilariously uh, incompetent. Like they have no Inept, idea yeah. what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Also, like that, like the camera intentionally it, it's framed so that you can intentionally see the guy's wedding ring. Yeah, yeah. While he's there, he's like, I don't want to get killed. Yeah. And they're just showing that these guys they don't know what no. the fuck they're doing. You know, they're toy soldiers. Yeah. And I also like there's he's like I've got to go back to the pharmacy tomorrow. You know, I can't be yes. up here cleaning this shit. It's like you know they're clearly just called on from the local town to come in yeah. and do stuff, but they're just general people. So. I yeah. love the uh, I love their command officer the, the lieutenant what's his name is it clint yeah. morgan which is also such a you know sorry rambo fires out of the mine door and then everyone's like laying down this is that one guy who's just like was catatonic just like laying there like and i was like is he is he dead did he get it like, <laughs> i like as well that one of the dead they're clearly sort of untrained in that one of them's got a rocket launcher yeah, yeah. so whoa 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 <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> and then what the so after Rambo's uh, sort of fired a, uh, what do you call it, like a fired a Wally, uh, 
is that a Wally? A bullets? Um, never mind. But um, then they're all like covering, and then the, and then the lieutenant kind of says, "We're gonna come in and get you." And then he turns to the guy on his right. Okay, uh, I want you to go in there and get him out. No, 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 no. Okay, then he goes over to the other guy. I want you to get in there and get him out. No, 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 no. Yeah, I didn't come here to get killed. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. like- There's also the scene before the National Guard, like uh, with with a Tiesel on the radio to them, and he says, "No matter what, don't shoot." And the very next scene, scene is them just blasting it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And they're yeah. like just boys with toys. Like I think that one of them is firing at, firing at Rambo and jumping up in the air and going woohoo! Everything like that. It's like they're just like weekend, you know. Yeah. fun. I like. Uh, yeah, I like, I like, it's, it's a nice kind of like comedic relief in, in this. Yeah. Otherwise, exactly. not Which, very not very humorous movie. You kind of need that um, a little. Yeah, bit. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, would have been too dark otherwise. Speaking of dark and uh, antagonist and nemesis and everything like that, Troutman. Mm. Is that Will? No, that's the no. Colonel Which one Sanders. Then? Colonel Sanders. Oh, too. Colonel Sanders. But yeah, Troutman is—he's sort of—he's sort of a little bit of an unwilling antagonist, but a bit of an antagonist still because he should have been there more for Rambo mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Barry. And I mean, he—I mean, he didn't even know that Barry was dead, and he used to command him and Rambo and um, you know and everyone else. Um, and again, Rambo sought Troutman out. Uh, at what was he said like you know like Fort Bragg and Troutman he wasn't there um, and this is Troutman sort of trying to make amends um, you know sort of trying to make up for past mistakes I also kind of feel like he doesn't really mind that much that Rambo has gone rogue in no. a way like like he's 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 you know he knows he's that proud he's proud of it yeah he knows he's alive or he thinks he's alive but he, you know he doesn't god didn't make that guy yeah. i did yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. so he has he has this kind of god complex i guess yeah exactly. i would argue that he is in a way an antagonist because he he made rambo the machine but you know the machine has a has an issue and he you know he didn't fix it <laughs> there, there is that, that bit as well where he's like he is definitely working for this the sister he's working for the man you know i work at a desk now but um he even suggests to where he's like look give him an escape route let him out and then we'll just pick him up in yeah. a few days with no fuss so he's not really on rambo's side i mean he doesn't want rambo killed no well but he knows he's got to be stopped. Well, he's not yeah. making the system look good, is he? He was <laughs> originally he was supposed to kill Rambo, and actually that scene uh, still exists, and and it's shown in in John Rambo the the reboot uh, Rambo Four. Wait, Wait, what? So it shows him dying in the scene. What? What? Yeah, it's like a dream se- sequence. It's like right, a dream okay. sequence. Yeah, ah, but uh, but you can you can de- you can definitely see that it could have gone that way. Yeah, that's interesting because there's a one point where Troutman is talking to Teasel and Teasel is asking him, "So, when you meet Rambo, what are you going to do? Are you going to hug him or are you going to kill him?" And Troutman says, "Well, I don't know until I actually see him." So yeah. oh, mm. that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, I that Colonel Sanders fella, I <laughs> didn't actually like him. In this film, I I get the character and I think it works, but he felt like too much of an actor. He didn't feel like a grizzled commander or a colonel. You know, he yeah. didn't feel like he'd been in war. He was like, mm. it was like they dropped a wise sage into the middle of the film, like fucking Yoda turned up. He always had like riddles and sort of poetic answers for everything. And I was like, oh, yeah. I, I get the character, but the way it's presented, it felt out of place. I mean, yeah. he hypes up Rambo a lot constantly throughout all of the first three films like he's always there just talking rambo up yeah. all the time you know yeah. i mean he would have done great in pr you know in advertising <laughs> yeah when he talks to will it's always like he doesn't really give him straight answers it's like he's offering him riddles yeah. to try and enlighten him and i was just like oh fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, true he's almost proud of the creation of Rambo, yeah. like yeah, exactly. You know, you know, like he's, he's almost gloating about the, how easily he can kill I, them. I also thought though, even visually, like John Rambo 
looks like a mean bastard and will the sheriff he looks like a mean bastard too and the colonel in the middle was just like a bit of a clean cut how do you do fellas i'm the colonel (laughs) i just i don't know he had to be a grizzled bastard as well these people come from a dark background Mm. and colonel sanders didn't he's just all about chicken (laughs) (laughs) or trouts yeah yeah trouts anything else on the nemesis um no, I think um, I killed no, I think- it with the whole, there is no hope here for you. So yeah, we can move yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> mm, hope there is not. Hope there is not. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's the final point is like after this film, like in the series, there's always like a very clear nemesis. So it's the North Viet- Vietnamese in Rambo 2, in Rambo 3, it's the, it's the Russians. Or it's the Russians in Rambo 2 as well. Yeah. Uh, it's always the Russians, isn't it? And then it's like Mexican drug cartels. So it's like, there's always a very clear one, but in this one, it's not very It's clear. ambiguous. John Rambo versus Mexican drug cartels just doesn't even sound right. Even on paper, yeah, that that's the right. o- It's actually <laughs> the only film I haven't seen is, is uh, Last Blood. Because uh, yeah. I haven't heard good things about it. Uh, one time the rumor was that he would fight the North Koreans. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's go with scores. Let's uh, turn it around a bit and start with Jesper. Okay, so like I said, I actually think that um, Teasel is a little bit more of an antagonist, but Galt is definitely the nemesis. And I think when Galt dies, there definitely be there's definitely a switch, and Teasel starts to you know go down a much much more darker path. You know they you know they and Rambo also because basically those two they just want to kill each you know kill each other. Um, I do start out with having some sympathy for Teasel. Um, you know, yes, like I said, he is a dickhead who thinks himself big and mighty. Uh, you know, he's the king of this little part of um, America and he hides his insecurities behind this uh, behind the sheriff's sheriff's batch um he does what he thinks is right uh, but he just goes about in the in the really wrong way and i do think this whole thing escalates because Teasel just just you know just wouldn't let lie let it go let it go he let just it wouldn't go. let it go um galt however i have absolutely no sympathy for uh, whatsoever uh he's a bully with a badge and this whole thing escalates explosively because he wants rambo dead i mean this galt he, he, you know he just can't take that this soldier boy got the better of him um so in terms of scores i'll probably do a three for teasel or four for gold and then combine it i don't know 3.5 maybe i thought you could say 34 <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah 3.5 for me in total all right done uh yeah i didn't really get a lot from teasel um he's sort of just an abusive guard dog of a character really who just comes at rambo from a place of resentment and prejudice and i found that quite hypocritical considering his previous military career as well however on that subject i did feel he was really underdeveloped uh, in that sense you couldn't really understand why he had this prejudice for him unless you maybe read the book or were paying attention to just some medals in the background i thought his inability to treat someone else with respect uh, maybe even just do the right thing is you know triggers an entire post-traumatic stress episode when all he really needs to do is buy the minor burger or have a coffee or just give him a hug or something you know but i also felt as well like i said earlier about the whole toxic masculinity thing you know his, his entire police station is full of equally if not more so abusive assholes just looking to get mm. a kick out of abusing people but overall i didn't really find him to be that engaging a character i mean if you were to put him one-on-one with rambo he just he'd totally get his ass kicked um really so yeah i would probably just give him a three as well um you guys are saying teasel that's will right yes, yeah will, sure will will. Teasel. yeah i just kept calling him will okay cool um so th- like uh this is a tough one for me because like sheriff will teasel like he is a prick but i think he's just doing his job like you know if you if you talk about a nemesis i feel like there's a big villainous plan that our action hero has to stop and in this i don't think there is i just think the nemesis are just doing their jobs um, the cops and the National Guard, they're fun to watch as they're so far out of their depth, but they're only like occasionally a threat for John Rambo. I really like the helicopter sniper scene, oh, yeah. which I think is a good mm. nemesis, which we'll probably go on to in a minute. 
and there are a bunch of rats. They put up a decent fight. <laughs> but, um, every, everything regarding the nemesis is just far too middling. Like there's no love or hate from me, which I think a good nemesis needs. Mm, yeah. So it's only a two. Two. All right. I just wanted to add on that as well. Like it was interesting watching this through a modern lens when there's also been mm. a lot of stuff in the news in the last two years about police brutality and stuff. It was interesting seeing it through that lens too. Yeah, I think this this movie was ahead of its time in, in many ways. I agree with, with uh, what Liam was saying that it's not really a nemesis for me, mm. Tiesel, you know, and, and, and the, the only, only one who would have been nemesis, uh, Gout, uh, he dies, you know, relatively early in the film. And after that, it's... It's it's more, you know, what you said, Jesper. I think it's 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 America who is mm. or who is the actual nemesis or the way that people treated uh, the ve- the veterans of the war, like they were they were seen as as you know, expendable. Actually, that's a, that's a, that's a line uh, Rambo does in in the sequel. He says something about that. And then, of course, the Expendables came from that, <laughs> yeah. from that line. That's probably where he got the idea from. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. So there's no clear uh, nemesis, but there is definitely... Uh, and you can also say that, I mean, Rambo is definitely not a hero in this. He's, he's more of an anti-hero. But it doesn't have a clear nemesis that, that you root against. Uh, therefore, my score is, is a three, because I, I like the characters of Tiesel, Troutman. I would argue is also a bit of a nemesis and, uh, or adversary. Um, so, so yeah, my score is three. All right, and now we go into the fun stuff. Action. Show me the action. So I guess we're getting into the meat of the sandwich that uh, Bumbo never got. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I really like the action in this film because I think all of the action really serves a purpose. I also prefer like realistic action scenes, as you might know. But I think all of the action scenes, there's, there's always a, there's a very clear purpose why it happens and it moves the, the film forward. You know, the, obviously the bike scene, the, the, the police melee fight, I think is really good. And, and the, the helicopter scenes, I think we can maybe talk about a few of the scenes and, and how we feel about them. Yeah, how many action sequences would, would we say that we have? So we have the escape, which is then kind yeah. of, you know, that is kind of made up of what? Escape from the cells, the motorcycle chase, and then the escape through the gorge uh, and the helicopter. And then you have Rambo becoming the predator and hunting all the deputies. Yeah. And then you have <laughs> Rambo, versus, Rambo versus the home guard, uh, which is probably the lightest, you know, part of the movie. And then you have the truck chase, I think, and yeah. then the final attack on the town. So, yeah. uh, so maybe yeah, five, five, or six, five scenes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's actually mm. quite a lot. One of the things I find really cool as well is there's quite a lot of action scenes here, but the film's quite incredibly lean. It's got a pretty you know tight runtime at an hour and a half. Yeah, so it packs a lot in. Unlike our podcast, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast episode is going to be longer. Yeah. Yeah. Longer than the film. <laughs> should, should we should we pick a scene and go for it so we don't jump around? Well, let's go in order. Let's start with the police station scene, the escape. I mean, I said before, like I really like the uh, the the slide roundhouse. Uh, elbow to the face combo. It's a bit like dirty fighting, you know but even I mean? the way he, yeah, yeah, the way he fights is, is very efficient. Close combat. He's not unnecessarily violent. Like he's violent to the point that he needs to be. Big hits, you know. Yeah, yeah. big hits to make an incapacitate escape. Incapacitate them. Like incapacitate people fast. Yeah, that's, really that's probably how he's been trained, isn't it? Yeah, get people down as fast yeah. as possible. I really like the setup in this one as well. How it mm. it visually tells the story. How you get the 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 cops in the cell and you see through his eye, eyes how he's not even seeing the environment he's mm-hmm. in. He's getting flashbacks to like yeah you yeah. Know, yeah. Viet Cong prisons yeah. or being tortured and and I think it visually really tells the story well and you, yeah. you understand okay yeah this guy's yeah. switch is flipped 
I thought that was clever. There's also a really nice uh, build up to him kind of losing his shit and uh, starting to beat up all the deputies that I think it's once he comes out of the shower or the hose down, really, they, you know, they bring up this shaving kit. And then if you notice, like there's this, you know, musical tone that's sort of really unnerving and everything. And it just keeps on building and building and building until he finally snaps. Yeah, I really like the, the build up to that when he finally snaps. When he gets arrested, he he's like, it doesn't feel like he cares anymore. Like he doesn't really care that he gets yeah, he's arrested. Given he's almost. just given up hope. I, I think he's just like resigned to the fact that he's gonna, you know, spend some time in, in jail. He's not planning to escape. But then flashbacks happen, right? Yeah, I like that this film, this scene. Sorry, kind of it gave you those flashbacks. But this is the only scene that does it. It serves as a thing. Like this is this is why he's doing this stuff. And I think when they made this film, they could have really overplayed that and like had every scene, you know, give have some sort of flashback to his experiences. But they didn't. They just kept it to this one thing to give you yeah. the idea of his what he's experiencing and his motives. And then they kind of leave it at that, which I thought was yeah. quite cool. It communicates enough. It's really tightly edited that they only need to show like three or four flashbacks. And they're all in the, the exact same like two minute moment. You know, he's he's tied up, he's in a cell, he's being whipped, they hold a knife and you're like, yeah, yeah, I, get, yeah exactly. I know what this guy's been through. You're from those few clips, yeah. it's like, I get this whole fucking thing. Mm. I know where this guy's coming from now. And then he punches the fuck out of some coppers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, I mean, sort of as a general uh, theme, um, I mean, looking at Rambo purely from this, you know, the cinema mechanics of it, you know, the editing, the lighting, the filming and everything like that, it is really fucking tight. Like, you know, like even now it feels, you know, it, it feels very contemporary in the way that it's doing things. You're right. It's really, really tight. And I think it's one of those movies where you really admire the craft of all these yeah. different things kind of coming together, uh, really. For sure. And the film has everything. I mean, you know, it's yeah. got like what? Melee combat. It's got like two car chases, fucking loads of explosions, people going through windows, gunfire. Yeah. Like it's got everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was really, I said it already. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Liked the I, motorbike scene. Just because the guy riding the bike is gnarly, man. He's all over the place, twitching about and wheeling. And it's like, yeah, he's giving it fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can't catch me, yeah. comments. <laughs> <laughs> I kept thinking, I kept in my mind. Here's, here, here we go. <laughs> hey, hey, Leon got a Black Rain reference. Uh, Leon yeah. did it. Wow. <laughs> I kept thinking about how bad Black Rain's motorbike chase was and how good this one was. Yeah. Anything more on that first scene or should we jump onto the next? Because next we've got the helicopter, right? Yeah. Like, let's go with the helicopter scene because I think this one is really cool, the way it's yeah. filmed. This scene felt to me like it was almost the blueprint for Cliffhanger, which obviously he mm. would do later. Yeah. Except he obviously <laughs> hasn't played enough Assassin's Creed games at this point because <laughs> yeah. he's just sliding down the gorge. Like, <laughs> yeah. Totally Cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah I do. I, I really fucking like this scene. I, I really like the... um. There's something really cool about helicopters in 80s films. Yeah. They're little nimble things that sort of bounce around in the sky. I actually watched this scene and the helicopter comes down through the gorge and it's in the trees and the guy's shooting. And I was like, man, I would rather the helicopter was just the nemesis of this entire film. Just follow, following him everywhere. Yeah, 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 exactly. And behind the trees, you see the helicopter like, pop out and see him and then just pop back in. And Come out from a rat tunnel. Like. Yeah. Exactly. I was all about this helicopter, man. There's nothing this helicopter can't do. Yeah. I think that whole um, uh, helicopter... Um, duel with Rambo you know he's jumped off the gorge he's you know fallen through the trees he's you know he's hurt and he's hiding behind the tree and the helicopter is sort of like sort of peekaboo type mm. thing you know it's 
that I think that whole yeah, scene sick. really sums up the point I was making before. Like, you know, the actual craft here is really, really tight because yeah. here you have the coordination between, you know, um, the helicopter, the camera, the bullet quips that are going off, Rambo moving in the right way, the camera moving in the right way. Like all of this needs to sort of come together in one uh, in one take, which I think is amazing. And uh, yeah, again, it's like it's really that kind of tight, tense moment. So, yeah. 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 I'll tell you what else I really like about this. So John Rambo's like, he's on top of a cliff and then he's on the side of a cliff. Then he's in a tree. Then he's on the ground behind a tree. And the whole time there's a sniper in the helicopter shooting at him. <laughs> and Rambo picks up one rock, lobs it, takes the whole <laughs> exactly. fucking helicopter out and kills the sniper. And I was like, man, that's sick. The guy's been shooting mm. at him like, what, yeah. 20 times, 10 times maybe? And all it took yeah, was one good exactly. rock to the windscreen. Well, it's lucky, but it's also, yeah, like the fact that Gold you know, undid his seatbelt to be able to, you know, hang out of the helicopter and shoot at him. Yeah. He wants to kill you know, him. He yeah. wants to kill him, right? And and he gets what he kind of deserves uh, yeah, with sure. that. He makes a splattery mess on those rocks, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, really funny to me that, you know, when he, ra when, um, uh, after, after he dies, uh, he radios in, you know, to, to one of the guys, like, to send backup and he says, you know, Galt is dead. And the guy just doesn't care at all. He doesn't, he doesn't give any reaction at all. It's like, okay. Yeah, no one likes that guy. Did you notice um, that, uh, so Galt has fallen off and he's landed right on this, you know, the biggest boulder there is, uh, there is like in the area and Rambo is running up to the, you know, to the corpse. And did you notice that there's steam running from, mm. um, I did, yeah. from the body? I and did like, see oh that. Oh my God, that's so gnarly. That's gross. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, gross. Absolutely <laughs> gross. Um, but yeah, this, but yeah, the stone throw, like he takes this one stone and I don't know, like did Rambo plan this or was it just an act of desperation? You could almost see Rambo's throwing the stone, the helicopter's gone way and uh, Galt's fallen off and you could just see Rambo just kind of looking back like at his hand going, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> did I do that? Exactly. <laughs> Keanu Reeves moment. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. I think he realizes that he's gone now you know, beyond the point of no return, he's killed the police officer. He's gone full Rambo. He's gone full Rambo. <laughs> he's gone full Rambo. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So up until now, he just tried to escape, but now, uh, you know, he's killed the police. He he knows that they're not going to just let him go, but he still, you know, tries to kind of turn himself in. Like he said, he didn't mean to kill him. He almost pleads with them. Like, you know, he, yeah. you're right. Like he knows that, oh shit. And, you know, he's almost pleading with him. You know, I, you know, please don't let this go any further. Um, and then, yeah, yeah it does. Like, exactly. like he kills, yeah. kills the cop. Then he's like, call it quits. He didn't kill the cop though. That cop killed himself, man. Like the moment yeah, he undid yeah. his seatbelt and decided to ignore health and safety and just hang out the side of a helicopter with a sniper rifle. The and helicopter the, could have made any banking move and he'd have fallen off. So I think even the helicopter pilot says that, you know, there's some updraft or something like that. Um, it's not safe. Yeah. A lot of flatulence in this area. <laughs> uh, and Galt just threatens him saying that, you know, like if you don't fly this thing, I'm going to kill you. Like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he had been able to give himself up at this point, like I think he could have argued and the helicopter pilots would have backed him up that, you know, he was just defending yeah. himself. He wasn't, yeah. Yeah. he wasn't trying to, you know, he wasn't, you know, drawing first blood, which is like a point that he makes later that they drew first blood. And I think after they shoot at him, when he tries to give himself up and he, then he realizes like, okay, you yeah, know, there's, there's there's no point. Thinking about it now, though, actually drawing first blood. Technically, it's still Rambo, I think, because you know he 
you know, he throws the stone, Galt falls out, and we definitely see blood like all over, which is technically is Rambo's doing. So technically, Rambo, you did draw first. Is that blood. helicopter pilot gonna have to land in his like local Halfords and get one of those windscreen repair guys to like, fix the chip <laughs> in his windscreen? Autoglass repair, autoglass replace. <laughs> Please tell me you've just snuck in a fucking brilliant sponsorship there, yes, sir. <laughs> Please tell me we're getting paid flax. If so, that's the best I've ever heard. What's what's the uh, what's the next scene? The next it's, scene is the predator the, one, right? The predator one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did time? Did he? How did he get time to make all these traps? It's fucking John Rambo, mate. Yeah, yeah. All right, fair enough. There was a montage. It happened off scene. <laughs> montage. <laughs> that was going to be my thing. He doesn't have a montage. That was no. one of the things in my style section. Yeah, that's why this isn't an action hero film. That's it. <laughs> no fucking montage. Yeah. Like in Predator, they have the montage where they're all building, there's all the muscles, and they're all building those things. He didn't get that this time. No, unfortunately. No. I mean, you did see him like with his knife sitting and, you know, carving wooden, like pointy wooden sticks and stuff like that. Do you yeah. think him and Dutch went to the same scout hut or something? That's I'm, sure I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. They both got the helping old lady across the road badge. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think here in this scene, he's, he's more... Uh, proactive like up until this now he's been kind of like it's self-defense essentially but now he's starting to make traps you know yeah. he 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 uh you know he, he goes full rambo camouflage rambo, goes full rambo again i really like that move where he it's thunder and lightning and there's a lightning strike and he stood there to be shot so they take the shot and he moves out of the way real quick and there's yeah. another guy behind him who gets yeah. killed <laughs> That's That's it. It. Yeah, you well. sneaky little bastard <laughs> like, you uh, may not technically be killing people but you definitely are getting people killed yeah. <laughs> you're not exactly being good for their health yeah they even say like we ain't hunting him he's hunting us so it's definitely predator vibes in this scene and definitely he is the whole jungle coming alive like even I think the music kind of takes a few um, cues uh, from the or, the, or there's, de there's definitely some similar cues what does he do to David Caruso's character <laughs> does he stab him in the butt cuts him in the leg or something like that in the ass the backside of the Isn't fight he... yeah. <laughs> stab in the ass ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's right that's David that's David Caruso uh, <laughs> this is a long it's a long shot away from his what's his name um, from CSI you know yeah. Yeah. glasses and everything like that <laughs> yeah. so I was watching this this scene with my wife and um, the, when he gets the first guy I could see him laying on the ground yeah. and I was like he's there lad. she's like my wife's like where and is it like he's there and then for the whole rest of this film we were like spot Rambo like is that <laughs> oh no it's a rock no it's, oh, it's, a, oh, it's a tree he should like release his own like where's Wally books or something yeah, exactly <laughs> where's Wambo where's, <laughs> where's John James <laughs> I didn't spot it the first viewing but the second one is, is quite obvious that he's there <laughs> I just realised it's uh, in America it's where's Waldo in it so where's yeah, Waldo yeah, yeah. where's Walbo? <laughs> my favourite one was when you've got all the National Guard they're all looking along the river and stuff and they can't find him and then he just pops up from behind that rock and like, yeah. those guys are walking past that they totally saw it <laughs> exactly. they must have the, yeah. this predatory moment as well I like how quickly it escalates like one minute he's like you know we don't want anyone else to be hurt let's call it evens and then like Surprise, 30 seconds trap. later yeah he's literally got a guy grotted and tied to a tree another yeah. guy with like, like fucking stabbed in the legs it's like wow that's and everything like that you know he is going full rambo i mean that yeah. spike trapped to the legs man that's that's potentially oh. a fatal wound for sure like both his thighs that's what i'm saying <laughs> man you're all trying to defend him like had the guy just been a little bit shorter you know it, it wouldn't just have been his legs it would have been his... <laughs> one of the things i found funny as well is teasel gets him off the trap pushes it back and then they lay down and say yeah let's just lay face level with their horizontal like you know the death trap thing yeah, the death trap thing you can tell Dan's been in Vietnam yeah <laughs> set some death trap things it's a technical term put some confetti around the place as well this is definitely his element like he's you know he's For done this sure. before and like he's 
his guerrilla warfare, like his, his dressed in his bin bag. Yeah, he's, he's, <laughs> he's doing this kind of like quick in, quick out. You know, deals deals some damage, and his aim is basically to get them to back off. Like, and and then at the end when he uh, he gets teasled and he he says that as well. Like he says, uh, "Don't push me. I will give you a war." You would, you will never believe. Yeah, <laughs> I like how much you guys are justifying his actions on this podcast. <laughs> Everyone's got Rambo's back. No, no, he's just trying to get him to back off. No, motherfucker, he is deadly. <laughs> he's going too far. He's going too far. Well, he's obviously, you know, he's war mode. You know, he's gone into war mode. He's misunderstood. Yeah, it's almost like it's a little bit like I don't know, Jekyll and Hyde type thing here because it's kind of like he's, you know, he's un- fully unleashed the the beast, the war. <laughs> Monster. It's turtles all the way down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's kinda of like, you know, the you know, the war genie's out of the bottle, he can't put a cork in it all. That went wrong. <laughs> I don't know if you uh, if you've heard a story, but it's a it's a famous story of a uh, a a Japanese soldier who after World War Two uh, was living on this island in the Philippines and he refused to believe that the war was over so he kept like so we got a war of- genie it's out of the bowl you're ruining my anecdote there no, no, but it reminded me of that like he's, he's like he could do this for years you know like yeah he just keep keep fighting the war out there and surviving I like when he kills the the hog as well. It looks tasty. He, oh, the kills hog, the, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the hog. Oh, yeah. So he wasn't hungry. He did get his. He did get his food. He did. There get you his go. Food, yeah. he, he, and like in the subsequent scene, he he just seems a lot more calm or anything. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's he's like, oh, of... fuck! Did I go Rambo? Oh no! Oh no! no <laughs> it's happened again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. My bad. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, they're all dead. Oh god. <laughs> anyway, next scene. <laughs> the next scene. I mean, can you call it an action scene? I guess it's. It's quite one-sided with the uh, with the cave um, shootout. Mm. That's the comedy scene in it, really. That's the comedy scene. Yeah, I'm still a little bit wondering, like, what was Rambo actually trying to do? Because he's clearly outsmarted the home guard, right? And uh, you know, they're you know they've walked straight past him, and uh, um, they're heading up into the mountains. It seems like he's heading down, and then he gets. Uh, I mean, did he plan to do something like slip away or, but then he runs into this hunting party and then he runs back to the mine. So I'm, so I'm not really sure mm. sort of what he's trying to do there. Like, I, I do like the film, but this is where I think his character starts losing the plot a bit. Yeah. Where it's yeah, like, you yeah. know, he's trying to survive, he's trying to escape and then it starts turning around and he's not a survivor anymore and he's not trying to escape. Instead, it's like, fuck it, I'm going to try and come back and attack the town and I don't know, it like flips all of a sudden. I was like, oh, that's weird. I don't really empathise with him anymore because now he's just yeah, turned into yeah. a bit of a shit. <laughs> well, I think it, it's symbolic, the, the cave. Like he goes through the cave and then he comes out the cave and then he's made up his mind to, yeah. it's the rats, to go mate. full on. It's the rats that do it, yeah. The, yeah, it's probably, yeah, those fuckers. Uh, but yeah, after that, like he's, he's on a revenge mission, mm. essentially. He just wants to get back at Tiesel, who he, you know, he thinks is, is the... Co- what made him do that? It's like, you know, yeah. they push him to the brink. And then push him into a cave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally. And all along, like, those rats are probably, like, just whispering, kill, 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 kill. Yeah. Tell you what, Rambo's clearly never seen The Descent because he'd have been shitting himself in that <laughs> cave. Oh, yeah, yeah. fuck it up. Oh, so the motherfucker's stolen the truck. There's an M60 in the back. He puts on an ammo belt. He's got his headband on, his bandana, and he's going into the town. 
to make shit happen. Yeah. yeah. And he turns up and he blows up a petrol station. He blows up a truck. He shoots every fucking building in town. Like Two cop cars. It's no wonder he had to take all those Merc jobs for the sequels because he owes that town a lot of money. He owes that town a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and what's his problem with shops and windows? Why does he just keep shooting buildings? Yeah. I think it's tactical. Yeah, he's trying to draw Teasel out, isn't he? Oh, could yeah. you not just go, over here? Teasel! <laughs> 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 it's interesting, his tactics, though. Like, he's, just, he's just trying to, like create as much damage as possible to draw Tiesel out and then make it like a mono Imano kind of uh, standoff. Yeah, Will, I'm down on the street, mate. Come down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, John. See that yeah, scene in Almost Famous with the stereo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's quite anticlimactic in a way. Like he's, there's no like big showdown. Like he's just completely outsmarts him. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is it, it kind of has like a tonal shift here. And I think this is the moment where it does go 80s action film. Up until this, it's, you know, it's like Vietnam in the woods and there's this survival thing and everything's a bit believable. And then all of a sudden it's like a tops off ammo belt in the town, blow everything up in neon yeah. lights. And it's like, wow, you've just got an 80s action film here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, there's the Rambo. One thing yeah. I do like about this scene is that you've been in the woods now for, what, an hour with this guy? And the whole mm. film takes on a very drab kind of dour sort of color palette. And once you get back here... It reintroduces a lot of color back into the film. There's a lot of like you know orange explosions and sirens and stuff, and it all just pops and it all just looks really nice. And it's just That's kind the of whole nice... warriors thing. Yeah, it's just refreshing mm. after you've just been in a grey kind of environment for so long. Yeah, yeah. Um, just one question that's slightly that's always been bugging me. Is that uh, this is just going back a little bit, but Rambo jumps on the truck and he's asking the the driver, so what's in it? And the driver says, uh, "There's a machine gun M60. M60. But is that the only thing that's in the truck, like a whole truck, to carry one it's machine a big gun, gun dude. that one guy can carry. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know logistics yeah. or anything like that, but that seems like a f- waste of a truck and everything like that. But anyway, <laughs> I just had to, get that off my, had to get that off my chest. It's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> one yeah. truck, a big truck for one machine gun. Anyway. I like that Rambo turns up in town and blows up the ammunition as well. Like, yeah. pouring all the ammunition <laughs> in the fucking shop and sets it on fire. It's like, okay, you could... Again, like, I'm down here, Will. No, no, yeah. no. <laughs> like, it causes as much damage as humanly possible. Well, exactly. I think the whole, the petrol explosion, I mean, if... That's a good explosion. It's a fucking, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, that's mm. it. It essentially, though, pulls all of the emergency services out of town to that explosion leaving just him mm. and teaser which i think is his intention yeah. it's to clear that space yeah, yeah look, i think so yeah. and I, f- I think the film does sort of work like that but then part of me thinks this is a town and it's full of civilians and there's families and there's kids and this is where i lose rambo as a character it's like well mm. well yeah. yeah but i think also when the i mean i do think that rambo is here you go justifying, justifying. his actions again <laughs> yeah, but i think it's an important one because uh, so rambo blows up the truck in the um, uh, the gas station and you're right it draws out all the emergency services and then teasels tells all civilians to stay in their homes and stay in their houses and everything like that so, and then he goes and shoots them all up well, the buildings, the All shops the lights, and everything yeah. like that, uh, the lights and everything like that. But I mean, again, I'm not fully trying to justify it, but at least there's, you know, he, he's definitely pushing the limits of being a symbol. He's pushing the limits, for yes, sure. for sure. He's I mean, look, yeah. as a person who loves action films, I think it's a fucking cool scene. Like, yeah, yeah, bullets yeah, yeah, and explosions everywhere, it's sick. But as a character arc, it's a funny one. I would, just, I would argue that he's temporarily insane here. Yeah. And he's gone back into war mode where there are no civilians like every civilian has potential enemy in disguise and like he's just in that mode now where you know get the mission done the mission being to kill Tiesel. Mm. I'm on Sheriff Will's side. <laughs> I think he's he's gone full circle like you know he started at, at trying to limit the, the damage but now all he wants he's is, is to like take, take out <laughs> yeah yeah I think 
Colonel Sanders should have walked <laughs> into that building at the end and just put a bullet in his head. Done. Well, in the book he does, apparently. Yeah, mm. and he should. It makes no sense, the ending. So, no, no, it's okay. Let's, he's, he's all right. I guess Let's it's about him. redemption. I mean, like, in the book, mm. that ending makes sense because he Put him has... Out of his pity, man. His misery, Well, I mean. he's killed a lot of people, though, as well. There's no redemption. There's no comeback from that. You know, this guy's nah. killed people. He should yeah. be able to live. But in this it's film, he hasn't... a mercy killing, if anything. He hasn't killed anyone in this. So the, he hasn't killed, yeah. just killed someone. Oh, but he fucking has. This is, it's like that <laughs> Batman <laughs> thing. Where was like, oh, Batman doesn't kill motherfuckers. It's like, no, he doesn't. But he breaks so many bones in their bodies that they might as well be dead. He blows <laughs> motherfuckers up in buildings, but he didn't technically kill them. It's the same. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the only one that actually dies at Rambo's hand is by accident. Um, yeah. So No, we don't know that. There might be multiple people in hospital with irreparable wounds. Well, yeah, there is a guy <laughs> yeah. with spikes in his legs and another guy who got shot because he stepped out of yeah. the way. So. Yeah. Yeah, and full on traumas. They will never ever set foot in a forest again. Or, or walk again. He's <laughs> definitely going to have to pay, pay for this, but it's not like execution. It doesn't warrant taking me taking him out. He hasn't done that much. It's a mercy killing. That's how why I say it. it's not like a punishment killing. It's a put this guy out of his misery. He's fucking absolutely broken, man. Bang! Like stamping on a cat's head when it's been hit by a car. We've all done it, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you can argue he's me- he's mentally ill and 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 like that's. Yeah, Look, you're pushing like, me into an area I don't want to be yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, he's already threatened to bash in kittens. <laughs> but yeah, for me it makes sense that uh, Troutman doesn't kill him, especially after the monologue. Like you could, you could, you could think about that if you know if he had killed um, Tiesel, maybe he would have thought that he's beyond the point of no return. You know, like he's he's just not, he's not going to stop, right? But he tried to. Uh, but because he doesn't kill him. Uh, I think he, he, that's why he chooses to just turn him in. Instead. He pretty much did kill him, though. He shot through the fucking ceiling <laughs> yeah. until the guy fell through the window and hit the floor. That's what I mean. It's like technically he didn't kill him, but the motherfucker killed him. I'm actually surprised he survived that. Like, where did those blitz yeah. go? Like- <laughs> well, I mean, Tiesel's a big dude, so I don't know. <laughs> they went about three inches deep, but didn't yeah. hit any vital organs. All right. Should we wrap this one up? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Oh, yes, but you look like you desperately wanted to say something there. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, because the final confrontation in terms of action movie, yes, it feels a little bit like it's, um, you know, like you're being cheated out of the massive, big, you know, uh, Tiesel versus Rambo uh, conflict and only one of them's got to walk away from it. And I think that the whole thing resolves relatively quickly. And then the actual confrontation is between Troutman and Rambo. Like, like that is the real mm. final, um, the real final showdown. And I think this, this is, you know, again, we've, you know, we've, we've already talked about it, but there is so much raw emotion and performance and everything just comes unravel and Rambo finally just completely breaks down. Um, and you know, it is a very powerful scene. And again, it's one of those that will definitely stay with you, um, in terms of action movies. Um, so yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it's a very tonal shift. It's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have imagined that that's what cinema goers would have expected from, uh, you know, from a movie. Um, yeah, you're right. That, Probably you know, back then. if you see like Sylvester Stallone in a movie it, at this time as well, he had done, you know, Rocky and all of that. So he was he, he was like the action hero, so you would probably have expected... I don't know, and Rocky gets his ass beat as well. Ah, yeah. Rocky. <laughs> I haven't seen Rocky either. <laughs> uh, I've ruined that for you. Oh, <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. Oh, well, I thought I was really? going to be alone in that uh, one. No, no. That's <laughs> the next, next podcast. Next podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's go into score and then let's we talk about uh, the film itself. So um, who wants to start? Yeah, I'll do it if you want. Look, I think there's some quality action here. We've got like we've got good punch-ups. We've got a great motorbike chase. There's both an assault and predatory combat. There's big old guns and a few explosions. Like I don't think I'd highlight any particular scenes in isolation, but as a whole, I reckon there's a load of fun to be had throughout this film. So I'm going to give it a four. Nice. 
All right, let's go with Dan next. Uh, yeah, I can't really say much more than what Leon's said, I guess. I think for me, like, it was impressive to see all of this stuff done in camera. You know, it's all, there's all these great stunt work going on and there's, there's a lot of, you know, great pyrotechnics and all sorts of other stuff happening. I kind of felt like it was almost like um, done in a way that was as, as, as cool as uh, hard-boiled. Though I think with hard-boiled, like we all agreed on that film, that after a while it became too much and fatigue mm. set in. Whereas with this, it didn't, never felt that way. Everything kind of... It had enough variety in there to just keep things feeling fresh um, all mm. the way through. And it was just really impressive. Yeah, I think I'd have to give this film a five on the action. It's it's really cool. Yeah, you, you articulated it a bit better, but variety. I think that's mm. what I was trying yeah. to get at yeah. as well. There's a good variety to the action. Yeah, uh, Jasper. Uh, yeah, what these guys said. Um, uh, the the action here is really tight. Like every scene feels really exciting to watch. Uh, none of it kind of becomes um, tedious. Um, uh, everything kind of feels unique, but also it very much fits the story and where Rambo the character is uh, at that very moment. So um, yeah, uh, I think a four uh, from me. Like I've watched this movie a lot when I was a kid, and I've watched it quite a few times in the preparation for this uh, for this podcast, and always felt very entertained uh, by the whole thing. Um, I think also just one thing I want to mention: it's not really tied into the action scenes as such, but I I am very fascinated by the setting uh, of it all, like the landscape. I find that fascinating you know the rain the mist the forest the mountains there's something really ancient and primal um about it which i think fits the rambo character um quite well so uh yeah just wanted to mm. share that but yeah a four from me four okay as a tangent recommendation jesper watch southern comfort well walter hill's 70s film ah, it's interesting you should it's, mention that because it's yeah, the national guard think, yeah. in like the bayous and that's yeah. a really cool setting as well i think you'd really enjoy that cool i'll definitely do i'll definitely do that uh yeah for me i think this is probably my favorite action film uh to date uh I, well, I on think, this podcast uh, not just on this podcast but like that growing up because it, it's like as you all said before like it's for me all the it, it serves a purpose like it's not just action for the sake of being action you know which i like don't get me wrong <laughs> <laughs> i like that as well with but you know there's there's only there's only one uh, body count. It's the lowest body count we've had on this on this show. That's true, actually. <laughs> Subsequent films up the body count quite quite substantially. You know, there's no John Wick. There's no, um, uh, you know, there's no Predator. Maybe even like like I think it it's so iconic this movie mm. and and uh, it has a place in in the leaderboard of you know action cinema history. So for me, it's a five. I think this is a really cool choice, mate. Good yeah. shout. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely not my favorite bit. For it to be your favorite, I think is sick because it's like you're saying. It's not like your kind of quintessential action film. It's a bit more hard hitting and serious. And I yeah. think that's cool. I was worried how this would work as a podcast, but I felt like I had to do my my duty to pick this movie because Dan hadn't seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was the reason. <laughs> Do you know what? So following on from what you were saying, Bjorn, actually, you know, I, I hadn't seen this film, so thanks, thanks for picking it. Um, I have to say, like, I'd, I'd heard this film was a little bit more kind of serious and, and, and hard hitting and dealt with some, um, you know, kind of more uh, important messages. But I was still really pleasantly surprised by what this film actually was to what I was expecting it to be. Um, I expected it to be, you know, still a bit more kind of, you know, crazy and balls out with just, you know, a smattering of a, of a message, but it is actually quite a serious film in its, in its messaging and handles that quite well, I've, I felt. And yeah, I'm really glad I saw it. Mm. Following on from that, what I quite like about it, you said, you know, it's, it's not sort of the splattering, but it's more serious. I think it really, it walks the balance really well. Yeah. It's like, it's not silly like an Arnie film, but it's mm. not so serious it becomes too bleak and dry. Yeah. And it just, it has the right amount of 
elements from either side to keep it mm. fun enough to watch but serious enough to never be like eye-rollingly stupid and that's yeah, that's actually yeah. quite a difficult thing to achieve and i think it does yeah. it really well there are these really you know key small moments of a little bit of like you know like um you know troutman coming in and sort of trying to talk him out and yeah we have the you know the national guard so so yeah there are these little moments of light that kind of helps lighten up an otherwise you know quite bleak dark and at times disturbing movie yeah. yeah, something yeah. else I like about it that sort of follows on from what you were saying a minute ago, Jesper, is that I quite like that it's a nice, simple scenario. It's like a good, simple setup. Mm. It's on a good scale. A man is treated unjustly. He unhinges, he runs into the woods, and that's kind of the scale it needs to go at, apart from the explosive end scene that goes off the rails a bit. But like a lot of these action films, are like, you know, globe trotting or mm. massive amounts of scenarios yeah. and set pieces and scenes. And I think that this has just got a nice, tightly wrapped little story, mm. and everything happens within the structure of. Yeah, I don't really know how to articulate yeah. it. But yeah, you, you know what I mean. No, but I think I think is that it's like the film has a clear message. It has a you know a, a, it knows what it wants to tell, and it you know and it just tells the story without any fluff. I think it's yeah. you know with action sequences in it. Like it's quite you know the film came out in like eighty two, so like the climate when it came out and everything as well. Like it's you know still the Vietnam War was very much mm. on people's minds and. Uh, and to have this kind of film that's, yeah. This message is still relevant today, you know. Uh, there's a lot of veterans yeah. nowadays who still don't get the support they need when they come back from these really horrible experiences. For sure, yeah. Yeah, that was actually, that was actually going to be one of my questions to you guys. Like, like if we feel the Rambo, the character, is relevant um, um, relevant today. And I think you hit it spot on there, Dan, that yes, uh, yes, he definitely is. Like, you know, situations and the wars have changed, but, you know, the the fallout is still very much the same, unfortunately. You could literally pick this movie and, and put it in a modern setting and it, it would work. I yeah. Think. Like someone could. coming back from, you know, Iraq or something. I just want to counter that a bit. I think the message it's trying to put across, I agree with what you're saying, but I think the delivery of how they get the message across in this yeah. film is a bit dated. You know, I think people yeah. would be a bit more sympathetic towards mental health, whereas the film <laughs> makes it very black and white. You know, he's unhinged, he goes on a rampage, he's clearly lost the plot. It's like, all right, yeah, I'm sure there's true. better ways to tread. But what you're saying about yeah. the point, I think, yeah, it's still a valid point. Um, there's another thing that watching this that kind of struck me, um, that there's like... Uh, like this is an early 80s movie was it from 82 and when you look at um early 80s movies there is a sort of like a melancholy to it all um uh that you know there's like this melancholy and this sadness there's even this darkness to these early 80s uh, action movies um, as well like you look at 48 hours which is from what 81 or mm. 82 um as, mm, as well there's like this yeah. um you know sort of like this light darkness is kind of um sadness to it Grit is grit gritty gritty as well, like, gritty yeah, yeah exactly it's real and yeah. it kind of ties in quite well with like it's like the ghost of the 70s just still won't let go um you know we need to sort of get into the mid 80s before we start to get the american fuck yeah kind of action extravaganza with rambo 2 and onwards oh, yeah. and um, <laughs> you know kind of that's that like that seems to where um, you know it starts to let go um a little bit and sort of we start to become you know we start to get the, our commandos and you know cobras and stuff like that yeah no for sure i, I think you're right like you know mm. i quite like 70s cin cinema and i think that's where the kind of i think where this film sits in regards to cinema history is like it's got the 70s vibe about it and things haven't quite completely mm. clung on to the the Hollywood bombast mm. from a Spielberg yeah. blockbuster yeah. and they're still in the middle somewhere and eventually we know it tips into the Hollywood style yeah. and everything <laughs> becomes bombastic mm. but I actually quite like the the 70s tones mm. more the the 
the moodier pieces yeah. rather than the explosive pieces. And again, I've said it before on this podcast, but like watch yeah. more seventy yeah. cinema if you like that. Definitely. I feel like it's almost a shame that this film was successful because the, obviously they then made the sequels, which in terms of, you know, of action hero cinema is, you know, probably what we, this sort of thing we would look at more, but it almost kind of shits on the legacy this film was trying to mm. push across. A little bit, yeah. I think, I mean, it's the same with, with his Rocky series where the first one was the underdog story where, you know, and it was just a very, you know, the film itself, like, you know, had a, you know, important message to tell. And then after that, you get like, it gets super silly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the, the thought of it, like, you know, this, this, this is a guy who's come back from a war zone. He's struggling with his mental health. He's struggling to fit back into civilian life. So the answer to that is to make a sequel and send him back out. I mean, <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think it's a Stallone thing. I think it's that he actually was in some really good films, mm. but he wanted to be an action yeah. hero like Arnie. And like, he's in these good films, that's made his name and that's made his not money. And then he's like, right, let's yeah, write everything to make me He didn't the actually hero. believe in this film, apparently. And, and he, uh, the only reason he did it is like, well, he asked for quite a lot of money for the time. Like, I think it was 3.5 million. And uh, it's quite a lot of money for now. And he also <laughs> wanted like creative control because actually, you know, this film like went through like 10, 15 actors before he came to Stallone and everyone turned it down because they, they thought it was too, too dark, mm. essentially. I wish I'd done my research because I'd love to know who they were. Uh, I think Clint Eastwood was one of them. <laughs> I think someone mentioned yeah. Chris Christopherson right. at some point yeah. as well, yeah. uh, as either Trapman or Rambo. I'm not entirely sure, but, uh, uh, but yeah. But it's true. I think with any other actor except Stallone, there was, it would probably have stopped with this film. I don't think it will be, become a series, but he, he knew that he could take it and be, make it into a, yeah. a, a, a character. I, I might be wrong here, but it's a little correction I want to make earlier. And I don't know if you're right, if I'm right, but you were talking earlier about how <laughs> Colonel Sanders or whatever his name is, comes into the building at the end and kills John Rambo. And I don't actually think that's correct. I think John Rambo kills himself. I think he commits suicide uh, in that building. No, so that scene actually exists when, um, when Troutman uh, shoots Rambo and they use it in... But is that no, what in the happens book, in the book? He so I think he commits yeah. suicide. Yeah, but there was an alternative yeah. ending to this one where, where Troutman kills Rambo. Right. Yeah, see, I, I think it makes more sense that he commits suicide because I, you know, I don't want to be too bleak, but it just feels like that's what the film is actually leading to yeah. or what the story is leading to. Mm. This guy that just doesn't want to take it anymore. Yeah. He doesn't want to be in this world anymore. I might be wrong here, but I think that was actually a result of screening it with a test audience and they thought that him killing himself was yeah. just too bleak and, you know, he needed some sort of redemption yeah. or just redemption. something just to yeah. end on a slightly higher, you know, more positive note. And that's why they... Yeah, I think that is well, right. I think that's a general thing with American audiences, yeah. isn't it? As they do generally prefer more kind of, um, you know, redemptive endings to films or happier endings. And it's weird because Europeans, yeah. we love the dark end. <laughs> we love the dark end. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to ruin the end of The <laughs> Descent for, any, yeah. for anyone who hasn't, yeah. you know, seen it. But there's two endings to The Descent and they are yeah. very fucking different. days later, <laughs> yeah. right? You know, that's uh, kind of going through a little bit of this, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I think it could also have worked that way. Like if he had killed himself, I think it would have been maybe even a better movie. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad that they didn't. Uh, and I'm kind of glad we got the sequels as well because I think, you know, they're good fun to watch. Yeah. Because I watched Rambo 2 and I enjoyed it. So. Popcorn flicks. Yeah. But yeah. So let's go to, to scores. But I need to know, was it any good? So as an archetypal action hero, John Rambo is a bit hit and miss for me. But the film itself, I think, is fucking great. It walks a fine balance between presenting the viewer with a decent and believable tale while feeding the bombast that an action film needs. Um, it's also a fairly sad film with an important message, which I think is quite admirable, especially in this era. 
some of the characters I think are a bit shit. <laughs> Colonel Sanders, I'm looking at you. And there's a strange jerk to the hero's journey. Like I said, when he comes out of the mine, I think it sort of ooh, it goes sideways a bit. But they don't distract from what I think is actually a really fucking good film. And I'd give it a 4.5. Who next? Who wants to take it? I'll go. So yeah, uh, as I said earlier, I mean, I was surprised to have my preconceptions of this film challenged. Uh, I think the sequels really do have a lot to answer for. Um, the film's a surprisingly lean, violent action tour de force, but it also has heart and emotion with a sympathetic central character to a point. There's bone crunch and action and tension punctuated by moments of quiet reflection here that makes for a thoughtful experience as, you know, as compared to some of the other action films we've seen. Uh, it does feel a little dated in its message, but it's still relevant today in showing how we should continue to care for those who put their lives on the line to keep us safe. But having said all that, the film, you know, it is a classic, but it's also very dour, um, which I think would kind of put me off wanting to watch the film again. You know, we sometimes judge these films on whether um, we would watch them again, and I'm not sure I would watch this again, but I am glad that I did. So for me, it's a solid four. So you admitting that you only watched it once for this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know. <laughs> Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jasper. Okay, so uh, I was actually struggling a little bit with this one um, initially because on the last Action Heroes podcast, we like our action loud, silly, and fun. Um, we've done hard-boiled, and that is all of the um, above. First Blood, yes, it is loud um, in places, but it's not silly, and it's and it's not that much fun. It is deadly serious. It is dark. <laughs> it is tragic. Uh, and yet this is still a very important movie in the action pantheon, and I'm actually really glad, Bjorn, that you picked this one because uh, what you know, what First Blood here does is that it shows that you can tell a really important story with a very complex character in an um, uh, in an action movie. Um, and because Rambo's story needed to be um, needed to be told, there is a message here uh, that um, that everyone needs to uh, everyone needs to hear. Uh, and I think kudos to Stallone for insisting to tell this story this way. Um, and then I think also. And at the same time, a big punch in the balls to Stallone for him turning Rambo into this American gung-ho propaganda machine in the subsequent <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, I actually think that's <laughs> atrocious. Um, but we are looking at First Blood here. And like I said, it is an, it is an important movie. It's a movie that made a really big um, emotional impact on me uh, when I was a kid. Uh, so I'm actually going to give it, uh, I'm actually going to give it a five. Uh, I would say though, I nearly came to a 4.5 because I absolutely fucking hate the end song that plays over the credits. <laughs> I fucking hate it. But uh, I decided, no, that's, uh, that's not going to ruin it. So a five from me. Country road. Yeah, it's what <laughs> they should have had. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not going to come to a surprise that my score is a five because it's, it's, it is one of my, my favorite films. Um, but it's one that, like, yeah, like I watched as a kid, I probably didn't get the message. But then watching it back as an adult, you, you really realize that it's, you know, such a deep film, like in so many awful. ways. Yeah, exactly. And I think for me, it like the, the end is, is the best part of the film like after you've gone through the film and and the end monologue that that uh, you know rambo does is such so strong for me like it, it does you know even bring a, a tear to, to my eye i'm not ashamed to admit so didn't you say the same at black ring <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe i'm just getting uh with age getting a bit sentimental but uh it's not a film that i would watch for fun but like if it's on i'll, I'll probably watch it because it gets you thinking and uh, yeah, I think it's just a you know great piece of piece of art. So 
if you're watching it for fun, <laughs> I think there's something to well, well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's, there's some of the scenes, they are fun, like the action scenes. And uh, What was the score? Did you say five? It's a five, yeah. 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 Can't give it my, my last comment on that is I think we clearly during this podcast disagreed on quite a lot of things about this film, whether it was the characters or the action or how it goes. But I, I do like that we all ended up on like pretty much a 4.5 or 5 for the actual film, which I think is definitely the yeah. right thing to do, regardless of what we think of the mm. details. Mm. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's up there as a really good told film you know like as a really good film yeah well you don't you don't see this kind of films very much any anymore like you don't it's, uh, yeah as an action film I, I recommend everyone to watch it with English subtitles <laughs> for, the, for the monologue at the end but even if you don't speak English yeah I, I would say so all right so we're gonna we're gonna tally up our scores and we're gonna see where John Rambo places on our leaderboard are you our ultimate last action hero? All right, we are back, and I can tell you that Rambo or First Blood, Rambo, John J. Rambo, <laughs> John J. Rambo Johnny James, John James Rambo <laughs> has scored a seventy-three point five, which puts him at number four in our leaderboard, Ooh. just below. Tequila Grand from Hardboiled. So, so what, what's the leaderboard looking like now? Do you know? So it's uh, put you on the spot. At the top, we have Jack Burton. Yeah. At number two, we have uh, what's her name? What's Harley her face? Quinn. Harley Quinn. <laughs> what's her name? <laughs> and, That's how and much she likes that film. She yeah. baseball bat the fuck out of you. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was probably the reason that it, it didn't score uh, at the top. Um, and then yeah, so and Tequila Jan is at number three, so that's top three. And then and then what what we got? John James Rambo, Lee Lu and Corbin, then Valenel. Yep. Wow. Who is picking the next film? I want to know. I believe that's me. That is Dan. Yeah. So interestingly, we were talking about, uh, you know, how there's always endings for, uh, you know, American audiences and European audiences. This film does have two uh, endings. So I'll leave it to you guys to decide which you would like to go with. Uh, and why. Well, which ending? Either one you want. Mm. Yep. You can pick oh, an ending and go with it. Do what you want to do. Uh, the film I've picked isn't necessarily considered the best in its franchise, but I think it suits our, uh, our modus operandi kind of a bit more. And it's also a, a bit of stark contrast to what we've just done with Rambo. So we're going to go for some really silly fun. Uh, and we're going to go with uh, Ash Williams in The Army of Darkness. <laughs> oh, nice. As soon as Lovely. you said alternate endings, I knew it should have been that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. It's, used to be, it's one of my favourites. It's the one I saw first. Um, and I know that The Evil Dead 2 is considered the, the better film, but uh, it's just so much fucking fun. So which I one think is, is Is it the third in the, this in is, the series? This is the third, yeah. And I feel right. in this one, he kind of fits into his action hero persona more than he would in, say, the, the earlier horror films. So. Oh, I'm excited by this one. I haven't seen this for ages. Yeah, it's going to be good fun. <laughs> let's not say it here and now, but after the podcast, let's decide what ending we're going to watch, or maybe we'll talk about both. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds because good. if anyone hasn't seen this, let's not talk about the endings yet. Yeah, all right. All right. Well, that, that was uh, John Rambo. Uh, hope you enjoyed the show, and please remember to give us a, a rating if you listen this far. Uh, I think that's not too much to ask. <laughs> Do a it. green berry Do it a war hero that's great just <laughs> great <laughs> don't push it are we off then this is yeah, awkward I think we're off <laughs> yeah I'm gonna get some food <laughs> <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs>